Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I don't care what your restaurant looks like. Stop planting flowers by the drive through speaker. It is folly fall time. The bees know it's over for them. And I've got ornery bees every time I roll down the window to order my fat-ass lunch. Yeah, I, I don't, don't need it. That's a bad place for the bees, quite honestly. Yes, don't eat them over there. Stop planting flowers there. We want to order our food without bees trying to get in the car and sting us. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do. You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a big program today. Our good friend, Adam Rittenberg, will join us. At 334, he covers all things college football for ESPN. Degenerate T-Bone, 4 o'clock hour. Would you rather, in the 5 o'clock hour, send in your would you rather tweets at manandbone971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. Got football tonight, Boner. Oh, we do. Bengals hosting the Dolphins. Coverage starts at 730 on 1460 ESPN and the uh, fans HD2. That is correct. You can listen to it. Of course, uh, it's an Amazon Prime game as well. Prime video. Sorry, Prime video. Teddy gets very upset. Prime video. Us. Sorry, Ted. I know. I know. You Not love Jeff Bezos. Be you love payroll. Jeff Bezos. I get it. It's totally understandable. I saw his ex-wife is getting divorced again. Oh. Because she got remarried. Yeah, yeah. And now she's getting to 18 months later. Well, see you later. You know, I mean, she's what? One of the richest people in the world herself now. Yeah. So she, I think she's the richest woman in the world. Right. So maybe she married someone and was like, you know what? This, this idiot was just in it for the money. And so now she maybe found out that love was not there. And so she's got to move on. Well, I assume that she didn't go into it without a prenup. I, I would hope There's no not. way in hell with that type of cash. <laughs> Yeah, let's get real. There's no way. But then again, if you're married for 18 months, there's not like you're not getting a ton out of that. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying maybe she got into the relationship saying, but this person really cares about me. And then maybe she, she got into it. She realizes eh, it was about the money, which I get it. She's got billions of dollars. That's probably going to be tough to find someone who just really cares about you. I think it was just you. like a like a science teacher. Man. I mean, it's not like she, she married I just, someone from the elite sect. No, no, no. But that's probably why she's thinking like, well, maybe this person is just genuinely in it for me and cares about me. Mm -hmm. And then she starts finding out science boy is like, yeah, actually, I roll like Bill Nye the science guy now. What's up? I got cash. And she's like, well, hang on. I have cash. You hang out with me. And he's like, no, no, that's mine too. And maybe she's like, I'm not, I'm not all about that. Mr. Anderson or whatever his name is. I don't know what his name is. Mr. Anderson, like the Matrix? Well, that's just the first name. I was just thinking an A just came okay. right up to Yeah, but you're right. Mr. Anderson. I yes. did see, because she's the one who filed. 
She's not commented no, on this, but you know when you file you for think divorce, she's the one who filed. Well, she's the one you who mean filed. The, the poor dope with no money didn't file divorce you, you from the to, woman with billions of dollars. You have I'm to shocked. fill out different things on the forms, and uh, on her little form, she said, "Spousal support not necessary." <laughs> It yes, would be I would think so. It'd be hilarious if she said, actually, I'm looking for uh, a G a week is actually what I want. Mm-hmm. Let's go a thousand large every week. All right. So Bengals and Dolphins tonight. You can hear the game on 1460 ESPN. You can watch it on Prime Video and you can hang out with T-Bone tonight at Muggsy's Leaper. Uh-huh. Yeah. Muggsy's Pub and Patio out on the west side. If you are familiar with Hilliard Rome Road area, it's just south of 70 right there. Uh, my old stomping grounds used to live not too far from there, but yeah, I've been out there before. It's a nice spot to watch a game. Tons of TVs inside, outside. They got a big covered patio out there. So yeah, come out there, hang out. We'll have tons of prizes to give away. Should be a lot of fun. Michelob Ultra doing all that. We do have a Joe Burrow autographed picture nice. that we are giving away. Like it's framed up. It's matted. It's got the auto on it. Very cool. Someone walks away with that tonight. So get there early because they're going to be out. Scotty Vegas or Sticker Brad or both. Someone will be out there. Sticker Brad. Sorry, stupid Brad. Stupid Brad. We'll be out there with a little sheet that you fill out and you just guess like over under points in the first half. First touchdown will be scored by who? Things like that. Whoever gets the closest, they'll pick one of the winners out of whichever one gets the most of those right. So get there early so you have time to look it over, think about it and uh, try to win. The other thing I was going to bring up our guy, Matty Andrews, he brought in something nice today because he is a big Bengals fan. He's excited for the game. He brought in a treat from, you know, Cincinnati, one of their finest delicacies. He brought in some Skyline. I, did, I didn't know he brought that yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I got here and he's like, hey, there's Skyline. And I'm like, oh, that's how, cool. how did he say it? Hey, what's up? Hey, there's some Skyline. There's Skyline. Let's get some Skyline. <laughs> and I said, oh, that's cool. Did they do a food drop? That's really nice. And he goes, yeah, they brought it. It's, you know, and then so he just kind of poo-pooed it away. And I was like, okay. And then I said, oh, do you know why they brought this in? Was it because of the game? And he's like, well, no, I brought it in. And I said, you did? And he's like, yeah, I just thought, you know, get some good mojo for the Bengals today. And I was like, oh, oh that's that. awesome. That's nice. So then I saw a bunch of the sad saps around here weren't eating it. Because every guy, I don't know, because Matt Hayes is eating broccoli. And, I'm, and again, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm still doing that. But when my buddy, Matt Andrews, brings in food, I'm going to make sure it gets eaten. So I walked over there and I took down two early. And then I waited around a little bit to make sure everybody got some. Chops rolled through and took out two of the big stacks himself. So that was good. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going back for more because I don't want to let this go to waste, especially because Matt brought it in himself. Platinum Fox ate two of them. Yeah, that's good. He had two. Yeah. Can can eat gluten. Have some more hot dog buns. By the way, he, he's he been down here like two times, didn't say a thing, and then after he walked away, I see an email from Heather, who works upstairs, who like handles, basically keeps the radio station together. Her and Marco, they keep the whole radio station together. Heather sends out an email that says, it's Platinum Fox's birthday. Well, what's he supposed to do? Come down here and announce yeah. it to you? Yeah, he is. Hey, how you doing, Bones? My birthday. Yeah, he should have. No, what he should do is have the decency not to come to work today. That's what he should do. Oh, okay. Go! Don't work on well, your birthday. The, Take your day off. The good news, he never works. That's the good news. <laughs> he's here. He's not working. What's he doing? Yeah. So I wanted. So come out, see me, hang out with Muggsy's Leaper, and it's thanks not to called Muggsy's Leaper. Thanks, to, it's Muggsy's Pub and Patio, and 
Thanks to Matt Andrews for bringing in some food today. That was very nice. Thank you, Matt. Those are the big things I have on my agenda, Mike. Anything you want to cover with this no, game? No, no, no. Like that, the actual football? That was like wanna... asking Rimmer a question. That was a good six minutes. Of... Do we want to talk about the game at all or just move along? We can't. Tua's expected to play. That's so big. he's going to play. Yeah, I heard him. He's uh, talking about how he's going to try to find Tyreek Hill. The, they should. Well, yes, they should the do that anyway. Eli Apple, whether, you know? or not, whether or not there's a bullseye on Eli Apple or whether or not they think, oh, he shouldn't have said what he said. You should be trying to get Tyreek Hill anytime you can. Have you seen how that's gone for them so far? It's gone well. Well, it's. I, I want to say last week he didn't do much. It was uh, your guy. What's his oh, name? Oh, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Jalen yeah, Waddle was, was doing things. Yeah, when they had the big comeback win two weeks ago, that was when he just was going crazy. But it doesn't matter. Like between those two guys and Jalen Waddle's healthy, good to go. So they're saying he's good to go. So all right, I'm just saying that is a uh, yeah, that's a big deal. What are you predicting for tonight? I think the Bengals will win this game, and I think they. I'm not. I'm not. I, I guess I shouldn't say I'm not nervous for Bengals fans. Every Bengals fan should be nervous about anything right now. But I don't think this Dolphins team is as good as everyone thinks. And I think that after last week, short week with the big you know win over Buffalo, I think they come out a little flat tonight. Bengals are trying to. They'll be back at home. They're going to show people what's up. I think they come out and Joe Burrow throws like two touchdowns early and they get it rolling. I don't, uh, I'm not as confident as you are. I think the Bengals will win this game. I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's going to come down to yeah, the Yeah, I'm not saying it won't be back and forth throughout. I'm saying the Bengals get off to a good start. Dolphins probably punch back. At the Dolphins defensive line is quite good. Yeah, it is. And, and that's, well, that's one, that's one key factor here for me. Burrow, if you watch Joe Burrow, they were just showing it today. They were showing because, you know, these two guys played each other in college, Bama and LSU, Tua and Burrow. And they were showing Joe Burrow's, you know, highlight reel from that game. And I got to tell you, the pocket was clean. And that was against Bama's defensive line. That I need to go back and look at who all was playing on LSU's offensive line back when Joe Burrow was there. Because those guys are, I would hope, all are in the NFL. Obviously, I'm sure most of them are. That's the, That, to me, is the kind of big question with this Bengals team. Can they ever get to a point where they can give him just some semblance of protection, NFL-level protection, for an entire half of football, let alone an entire game? May not happen tonight, but that's something they obviously have to do. I saw that uh, Lael Collins is questionable for tonight. Did they say anything about Joe Mixon? I haven't seen the latest on him. I would, I would assume even if he plays tonight, he's going to be limited and... You know, they really couldn't do anything running the football last week, even though they had some success protecting Joe Burrow. So we'll see, man. If if Joe Burrow gets a clean pocket, clean-ish, right? What does that mean in the NFL now? We talked about this the other day. It seems like it's the norm that you have quarterbacks getting six sacked six, seven times. Yeah, every, right. Every single week, you're going to have a group of quarterbacks getting sacked a ton. If Joe Burrow can get out of there without turning the football over and getting sacked less than four times they got a really good shot of winning if not buckle up yeah i i totally agree so it it can it could be a long night i just have faith that this Bengals team is not as bad as they've looked the first you know first couple weeks of the season i think they are starting to turn the corner a little bit they just need to get some confidence but i feel like tonight with the home crowd short week with miami coming off a big win i think it's going to be tough for miami to replicate what they did last week even though, again, the Bills are a lot better team than I think the Bengals are right now. I think the Bengals are trying to prove they belong in that echelon as well, and they want to go beat the Dolphins, and that would give them a little bragging rights too, right? Hey, we built the, we, we 
taking care of the Bills before, and look at the Bills now. They're losing the Dolphins. We're beating them. That's the difference. Uh, we have an update on Miles Garrett. We will share it with you coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that Route 315 northbound between Bethel Road and Route 161. That is closed due to an accident. This injury crash involves an earlier vehicle fire. Police have blocked off all lanes. You'll also find the left lane on Route 315 southbound blocked as well. Please avoid the whole area if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessig. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Be smart, Ohio Laborers and Lessig is reminding you to never text while driving. Do your part. Take the Safer Roads Pledge today at OhioLECET.com. Together, we can stop distracting driving. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hey, it's Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at manandbone971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. I'm known for my stats. Oh, are you? I have a stat for you. I have a few stats for you. Good. Um, baseball season's almost over. For most teams, it already is over. How many 300 hitters do you think exist in the National League this year? I mean, I'm sure it's incredibly low. I'm going to say there's... <laughs> there should be more than this. I'm going to say there's 25 guys. 25? There's three. God. Three. Uh, Freddie <laughs> am I Freeman. Wrong that, am I wrong that like there well, should be at least twenty five guys who hit three hundred? I'm going to give you some context. Freddie Freeman, Jeff McNeil, Paul Goldschmidt. Those are the only guys in the National League Jeez. to be hitting over three hundred. The team batting average so far in Major League Baseball, with a you know weakened change left to play, is two forty three. Okay, <laughs> right, two forty three. Yeah, the high water mark for any team in team batting average, is the Blue Jays at 260. All right, that is the high water mark, 260. Go back 10 years, 2012. Average around the league was 255. I told you this year it was 243. 10 years ago, 255. And the high water mark was 274. 2002, 20 years ago, 261 was the average around the league. 282 was the high water mark Uh, that year. Wow. Going back to three guys in the National League hitting over 300. Back in 1995, the then Cleveland Indians had six guys on their (laughs) team. I'm saying there used to be a handful of guys on a a decent team. There were a handful of guys hitting over 300 for a whole season. Six guys on the Indians. And an entire league, I would think there's at least a, a... half dozen good teams that have four or five guys that at least have 20, 25, 30 people that should be hitting over 300. Teddy, how many of the six do you think you can name? 95 on that Cleveland Cleveland team? Yeah. Well, Albert Bell. Yes. Omar Vizquel? No. No, he didn't do it. No. Kenny Lofton was on that team. Kenny Lofton should have been. 
Is that one of your guesses? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, you have two. Who else was on that? Oh, um, uh, Sandy Alomar? No. No. Um, tell me on Bone? that team. Bone? Just tell me on that team. Carlos Baerga, of course. I was, was going to say Carlos Baerga was uh, one of Tommy's one of them as well. Yeah. He was on that team. So what? Did, who did you say again? Lofton. We, we said Lofton. Bell. Bell. Albert Bell. We had we had four. I think. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy and Baerga. Baerga. So you're missing two. And you said it's not Alomar. Uh, one's a Hall of Famer. The other one should be a Hall of Famer, but won't because of his own doing. Ow. Why am I... Oh, well, yeah, Man Ram, right? Yes, one of Manny them. Ramirez yeah. is one of them. And Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot Eddie one. Murray was still Eddie playing in 95. Murray. He was, what, 45? <laughs> <laughs> or what we call now a Tom Brady is what he was. He <laughs> and was that a healthy was, Tom that Brady was before Robbie Alomar was on the team, yeah. where, of course, he would go on and he would hit over 300 many yeah, times. Yeah. What year was that again? I'm 95. Just, I just need to look up Eddie Murray's birth year real quick. Just help me out here. His birth year? Well, he's born in 56. Okay. Because I remember thinking Eddie Murray at that age, in that time, would have been fairly old, right? So if he's born in 56. 39. That means he was 39 years old. And I was thinking like, this old and busted up guy (laughs) is still out there. But he hit 300. Yeah. Still good. Well, 39 by, you know, he's he's old by baseball terms. Tom Brady's 45 playing football. Like, are we, do it. My point is. He's broken my barometer for what is old in sports because Eddie Murray was old in 1995. Any scientist would look at Tom Brady and eliminate him from the control group. That's right? fine. He's a freak of nature. I, he but, doesn't apply. Yes, but ESPN is not a, a scientific experiment. It's unfortunately shoving Tom Brady in my face quite often. And LeBron James, by the way, is like 38, and he's also a freak. I'm just saying... We're starting to run into guys who are playing in the late into their 30s. Eddie Murray, you're right. I, if you told me he was 49 years old, I'd have been like, all right, I guess so. I would believe that. I, 39? What are we? We just saw Albert Pujols just suddenly come out of nowhere and have a tremendous second half of the season with like nobody expecting that. This is a weird time is what I'm saying. The age of players is, is messing with my barometer on how old people are. Miles Garrett back at the Browns facility today. He was cited by police for failure to control his vehicle. Oh, I'd they say s- so. They say he was going 65 and a 45 when he crashed. I assume that's a guesstimation. Yeah, obviously they're basing that off of whatever they saw. They they didn't have like I'm sure they didn't go check some black box in his car to find out what he was doing. But yeah, they're probably looking at the speed and whatever like the the tire marks and stuff I'm sure where it they, was I'm, saying, they do i mean in a crash they've like got to have some kind of knowledge of how to do that right where nobody else is involved and you know do they really spend a lot of time looking at that stuff on the roadways and getting that analysis i have no idea there were eyewitnesses there yeah you know? someone was saying on the police video there's a there, it sounds like an eyewitness who says yeah he came over the hill and went airborne now again that's just someone's anecdotal this is what I think I saw. Maybe that didn't happen that way. But then after he came over the this little, you know, hill, then apparently he hit some kind of something on the side of the road. This guy said it was a fire hydrant and then rolled the car rolled a bunch of times. So glad he's all right. Glad it wasn't worse than that. Glad he didn't hit, you know, glad he went off the road if he's going to wreck as opposed to being on the road and hitting an oncoming car. Yeah. That would have been bad. 
Miles Garrett, I believe the statement he gave to officers at the time said something to the effect of, I feel like someone was coming over the road, but I'm not quite sure. For some reason, the car started swerving, and then I had to try to correct, and then then I lost control. But yeah, you get cited. If you, if you cause an accident and there's not something that's readily apparent as to why the accident occurred, they're going to cite you for that. It doesn't mean like you're going to jail. It's just... They do give no, citations. Jail. It was at team facility today. Right. Well, I'm just saying for people who are like, cited, what does that mean? It means he Everybody got cited. Gets, yeah. yeah, you get cited in a traffic accident unless someone else gets cited because they ran into you or like if a deer runs out in front of you, well, that's that might be a little different. But yeah, per, for the most part, you, you get cited in these incidents. Not it's, good, though, is that he's had this before. He's had other issues with speed. In the last few, in the last couple of years, he's had some problems here. What was the uh, what was the previous issues? Just getting caught for speeding a couple times. I think they said they had two days in a row where he was cited for going over 120 miles an hour. No, oh. that seems. Well, I don't bad. do that. That seems bad, right? Yeah, that's, that's not this, but clearly there seems to be a larger concern here. If it's just one time you lose control of your car, you have an accident, things happen. If there's a pattern of behavior where you're speeding a lot. That would be cause for concern, and I'm sure I don't have to tell him that. I'm guessing he's probably very aware of that now, given the consequences of what just happened here. Well, the good news is he's out of the hospital, seems to be fine. Uh, his female passenger's out of the hospital. She seems to be fine. That's good, too. They were both wearing seatbelts. Car looks like crap, but, you know, they're all right. And he didn't hurt anybody else. Yes, so that's, that's also good. That's a positive. Kevin Stefanski did not rule him out playing this weekend. I find it hard to believe that he would. I wouldn't. I I, I think whatever. you just you take you take a few days and make sure everything's okay. I know he was complaining of you know hand pain. I saw some dash cam and he was talking. Oh, my hand hurts, and we know he's got the shoulder thing and the bicep thing. It's not worth it. I, I would rather have him fresh for the remainder of the season if you can, than try and rush him back into action this week. Yeah, I, and again, I'm looking at it how I would be if I went through that. I don't think I would want to just you would retire jump into playing. You'd just be well, done, right? But in that, in his case, I, I'm saying I could see maybe because he's an elite athlete, he's someone who thrives on this environment of being out there in front of people, and maybe this is what helps him get over it, get past it, move on from it, is to get right back out and get back to training, get back to watching film, get back to playing. I don't know. I don't. Who knows how this is going to go this weekend? But yeah, certainly glad he's okay, even though this does seem like it was a bit reckless. Around the Big Ten with our guy Adam Rittenberg coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on Route 315 northbound between Bethel Road and Route 161. Traffic is still stop and go in this area. The two left lanes remain closed. This injury crash is causing some heavy backups. Keep an eye out for the emergency crews that remain on scene. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples Print Marketing Services help small businesses create bold signs to make big impressions. Right now, get $10 off custom printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. Offer ends on October 1st. Visit staples.com slash this is your sign for details. This is your sign to print big at Staples. Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. 
Common Man and T-Bones Around the Big Ten With Adam Rittenberg Big Ten News and Notes Sponsored by your Central Ohio Toyota dealers Visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg Comes your way on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline Adam, good to talk to you, buddy Hey, good to be with you guys Before we look at this week's slate Let's look at last week uh, Minnesota crushes Michigan State thirty-four to seven. Michigan State, I think we can we can safely say, is not very good. Their defense is terrible. When you look at Minnesota, do you look at them and say they have established themselves as the team to beat in the West? I think they have. You know, I think we wanted to see them play a little better competition. And even though Michigan State isn't the same team as it was, it was still a road game that they dominated from start to finish and so I think given that Wisconsin hasn't looked great and you know Iowa didn't look very good early on offensively in particular Minnesota has been the most complete team in the west they have veterans on both sides of the ball Tanner Morgan obviously a quarterback Mohamed Ibrahim at running back and then this defense you know I think we're starting to see Minnesota's defense get closer to where the Iowa and the Wisconsin defense have been over the years and that's a really encouraging sign Joe Rossi, who they promoted, they fired their defensive coordinator, if you guys remember, a few years ago, promoted Joe Rossi. He's done a fantastic job with that defense. And Minnesota is absolutely in the driver's seat in the West to win their first division ever, which is a significant accomplishment. Well, and speaking of that game from last week, Michigan State did not look that competitive in this game. And now they've got to go on the road to Maryland, who seems to you know, be a, a little bit of a tough out here then they've got Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan after that. I mean, for Sparty, what's the level of concern now that they they didn't really look competitive against Minnesota and the schedule doesn't seem to ease up? Yeah, I mean, this is looking, uh, it's teetering on the brink of a lost season, right? If you don't win, um, you're, you're, you're looking at a team that might struggle to make a game uh, a year after finishing in the top 10 and all the excitement around Mel Tucker. Now, this may be, have been the natural progression because their, their roster isn't where they want it to be yet. Uh, but but the, the fact that they haven't gotten the pass defense right for almost a season and a half is concerning when you have a defensive coach who coached you know defensive backs throughout much of his career. And so what is lacking in secondary? And you, you mentioned Maryland. Yeah, they're a tough out, especially with their receiving core and their quarterback. So it's almost as though their strength matches up with Michigan State's weakness. And so they're going to have to find a way the Spartans will – to, uh, to slow down the, the Maryland passing attack, or it could be another ugly loss heading into that tough stretch that you mentioned. Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg here on The Fan. Michigan plays a fairly tight game with Maryland last week. You know, you said you thought it would be quite a game. I didn't think they'd have that much of a problem with them. Give me your take, take away from that game. Well, I, again, I think, I think Michigan finally got tested a little bit, and you know, they, they ended up responding in the end. But I, I don't know if this necessarily looks like a top-four team at this point. I think defensively you saw that it's a bit of a work in progress after losing some of those great players off of last year's unit. Yeah, I think the offense is still, is still potent, but, but also evolving. You know, Blake Corum has been the constant. You know, he is positioning himself for certainly an all-Big Ten caliber season, maybe an all-America caliber season as the featured back. They should get Donovan Edwards back this week as a second uh, running back against Iowa. But, uh, but you know, I, I think we're still finding out 
just how good Michigan can be. But, again, they found a way to win a game in which they were challenged, especially on the defensive side. And that's, a, that's an opportunity to build, especially as they go on the road for the first time. Well, and now talking about that Michigan team, they're on the road against Iowa, who finally looked like they had a little bit of an offense this past week against Rutgers, but that may not tell the tale. Iowa, that stat that keeps going around about the last six home games against top five foes where they are five and one. Ohio State fans know that record very well, sadly. I mean, Michigan's an 11 point favor here, but does it seem likely to you that Iowa continues that trend or maybe is that too much for this Iowa team to overcome and Michigan's just a better football team? Well, they are a better football team, but they were a better football team in 2016 when the playoff was on the line and they, and they didn't get it done at Kinnick Stadium either. So Iowa just has that mojo at home. I do think it favors Michigan that the game isn't at night. Uh, that's an incredibly tough place to play when it gets loud all the time, but especially under the lights. And so I think that's a good thing, especially when you have a, a talented but young quarterback in, in J.J. McCarthy. Uh, and so I think if Michigan's defense settles down and makes it hard for Iowa, which isn't that hard to do, honestly, Iowa still isn't a very talented offense at this point, they should be able to grind out a win. 11 points is a lot. I, 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 I might take Iowa and the points there, but I, I think Michigan finds a way to win this one. Adam, we always appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk next week. Sounds good, guys. Appreciate you. Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. I don't. I would love to see Michigan go in there. I think that's the big nooner game on Fox, isn't it? I believe you're right. I'm double-checking. Yeah, it is. Michigan going to Iowa City and lose that game because we know what that feels like. We know what it's like, as you've pointed out, to lose to Iowa teams that you know you're better than, but on yeah. that particular day, you were terrible, shot yourself in the foot, and you know they played above their skis. I just... As bad as Iowa's offense is, don't be fooled by last week against Rutgers. I just can't see that happening. No, I don't tend to think so either. By the way, if you're not familiar with that stat, uh, a lot of people have summarized this over the last you know week or so, but here are the, here's the rundown of those last six games for Iowa against top five teams at home. 2021, so last year, number four, Penn State, Iowa won 23 to 20. 2017 versus Ohio State, who cares? Let's just move on. Um, 2017 versus number four Penn State, they did lose that game. Iowa did 21 to 19. That's the only one they've lost going back to 2008 when they played a top five foe because then it was 2016 against Michigan, who was number two at the time, 14 to 13. Iowa won 2010 versus Michigan State, who was number five at the time, 37 to six. That was a decimation of Michigan State back then. And 2008 again against Penn State, 24 to 23 winners, all of those at Iowa. Five of the last six, they have won against a top five opponent. Uh, not a lot of Iowa being a top five opponent, for whatever that's worth, but they have found a way to get it done against better competition. Uh, but a lot of those are night games, to Adam's point, and I think that's that's probably why this one, as, may, as for many other reasons, too, it's probably why this one doesn't go that way. You brought up Michigan State and the schedule that they have. They're done. They're I mean, cooked, they, they can man. pack it in. They are finished. What a disappointing season it was. You know, they were... They were kissed with a ranking before the season started, and you and I were sort of looking at each other saying, well, are they good, or are people looking at that coaching contract and what the record what was last, last season? Yeah. And, you know, we thought it was weird, and, you know, they came out the first couple weeks of the season. They played Western Michigan and Akron and, you know, didn't give you much, but that game in Washington, 
which you look at the end score and it looks like it was a competitive game. It really wasn't. They came back in that second half in garbage time and scored some points. But yeah, that was not competitive. Their You're defense right. is terrible. And then secondary last week, is especially oh, awful, terrible. like Adam was saying. And last week against Minnesota, they're at home coming off that ugly loss. Minnesota's coming in. You think it's an opportunity to flex and get healthy, and they were just not competitive. No. Awful. They scored their touchdown in the fourth quarter. The game was well out of hand by that point. But again, this this the stretch here is at Maryland this weekend, three thirty on Fox Sports One. In case loss. you want to watch, that's a loss probably. Like Adam said, Maryland has great offense, especially through the air, and that is Michigan State's biggest defensive weakness right now. Then they play the Buckeyes. You already know how that's going because it's at Michigan State too. So if it was here, maybe I get a little butt clenchy, but. <laughs> It's not. It's there, so the Buckeyes will win, no problem, and no no Michigan State magic happens. Then they play Wisconsin at home for Michigan State. That's but a game they could win. They could win that one. That would that would maybe salvage some things. They that's though again after a, a tough stretch against Ohio State, and you probably like a lot of teams that play Ohio State, play Penn State, play these big boys schools, and Michigan State wants to be one of those. You end up with some attrition after a game like that. So you might have a few guys out after that game, and then you got to try to beat Wisconsin, who's going to be physical. Then you go on the road to Michigan, who I don't know what Michigan ends up being, but I don't think anybody trips up Michigan before then, unless maybe Iowa does this weekend. So that's right there. You've got four games in a row. You've already got two L's. You could be looking at a six, a two and six record at that point. Well, then they have a respite. They go, you know, they've Illinois, Rutgers, Indiana. Yeah. Even if they win all those games, they finish up at Penn State. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, which it, they could, will lose. it could easily be a six or seven loss season for Michigan State. And that makes it very questionable if you'll make a bowl game. So, yeah, this is... It could get off the rails very quickly for Sparty if they're not careful. More proof that Big Ten schools make a ton of money. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident still causing heavy slowdowns on Route 315 northbound between Bethel Road and Route 161. Traffic is still stop and go in this area. This injury crash involves an earlier vehicle fire. One right lane has reopened. Emergency crews remain on scene. Caution is advised. This traffic report is sponsored by Family Dollar. Family Dollar is more for Halloween. Find everything for the perfect celebration from costume accessories to spooky decorations, paper and plastic wear, and don't miss their variety of candy from your favorite brands. Family Dollar, helping you do more. I'm Leanna Ray with Family traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. Happy Thursday. It's Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at manandbone971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. So I saw that Northwestern, you know, the football powerhouse that is Northwestern, Mm -hmm. they're going to build a new football stadium. They have Ryan Field now, which, you know, they, they normally on a regular Saturday, unless the Buckeyes are in town, draw dozens of people to watch Northwestern games. Named after uh, Jack Ryan. Right, isn't that who it was, Ted? Is that who they named it after? I believe. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
Tom Clancy guy. Not, not yeah. the but not yeah. the Tom Cruise Jack Ryan, like the real Jack Ryan. That's Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher, right. Well, he played both. Sorry, right? John Krasinski played uh Oh, Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Okay. I'm getting see, I'm getting my Reachers and uh, Ryan's. It's, it's, I gotta uh, listen to the round table. I'm sorry. That's my bad. It's actually Patrick Ryan who went to Northwestern, is a billionaire, donates a lot of money to the school. And by a lot, I mean a lot. All right, so they're building a new football stadium. They're going to drop it down by 12000 as you normally do. Sure, when you build new, you go sure, less. You, yeah, 35000 <laughs> capacity is what the new one is going to be. Uh, they said this is going to be state-of-the-art. The estimated cost, again, for a 35,000-seat college stadium is $800 million. $800 million. They just received last year a financial gift from the Ryan family uh, for $480 million. Is that all? Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, they had other fundraising as well, and that's going to help fund this. Of course, they just redid the the football facilities, not the stadium, but the actual practice facility, all that. They redid their basketball facilities, practice facility. They are tearing everything up at Northwestern. The streets are paved with gold, my friend. Yeah, it's amazing to me the amount of money that they're able to spend on this. Uh, I was trying to figure out how much they spent on that new facility that's right on the water. The football facility that has you know the big glass wall. You can see the lake. Uh, they, I believe that cost over $270 million for the practice facility. Mm. Just, I, I think the new crew stadium here was somewhere in the $350 million range. So we're talking a practice facility for a college football program, which I know they're probably, there's probably something I'm forgetting where they're like, well, technically there's some cycles in there for any student, so it's for everybody. But whatever, we know why it's there. It's for the football team primarily. That facility, $270 million in the new stadium. So you're talking a billion dollars in facility for the football team. Am I wrong? No, like, you're, you're right. Yeah, 250 plus million plus 800 million. It's well over a billion dollars they've spent just on football facilities in the last five, six years. They, uh, they're at Northwestern. It's they've amazing. redone their basketball facility. I was reading this article, and I don't know what the time frame was, but they said they just finished a fundraising round. At Northwestern, and this $480 million gift was part of that round. But they said the fundraising round in total generated $6.1 billion. Golly, in man. Either donations or commitments to for, for, for future donations, that too. Well, the good news is, though, because Northwestern's cut their tuition, I'm sure it's a lot cheaper and more accessible for everybody. Oh, wait, no, they haven't. So it's still expensive to go there, and they have rich donors who are giving them $6 billion to build. This is not all for athletic facilities, right? It can't be. No. Well, in in this article, it says that, uh, you know, these gifts are used to also fund academic ventures. Well, all right. I I mean, they're building $800 million stadiums here, so. I know. I'm I'm just saying, like, this $6 billion is not all going to athletics. As absurd as that is, I feel like it's worth at least pointing out that some of that money is going to funding education at the university. But yeah, that's I'm all about trying to make our society smarter because I'm very stupid and I think it'd be good if people who come after me are not as dumb as I am. Good for the university to be able to raise this type of money. 
I just hope that it's actually being used for things that are necessary versus, well, you know, it'd be nice if we just upgraded the whole campus and made everything look nicer. Like, I, I hope $6 billion is actually necessary, but it it doesn't seem like it is, right? It doesn't seem like there's possible $6 billion worth of upgrades that are needed at a college university or at a college campus. I don't care what school it is. It can't need $6 billion of upgrades. Um, what do you think the average cost is to attend? By the way, the acceptance rate at Northwestern is 9%. So right. chances are you're not getting in. But if you do, what do you think it costs? Now, I'm just looking tuition. I'm, saying, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not factoring uh, in books and room and I board or anything like that. One what year. all that is. I'm going to say uh, 52 grand a year. 58, pretty close. Okay, yeah. I mean, I figure it's a 200 plus thousand dollar a year education. And that's, that's like you said, not including room and board. Well, if you add that in, it says other costs, books and on-campus room and board, that will add about $22,000 to that number. Oh. So you're looking oh. at about 80 grand. Oh. 80 grand a year. Oh. So if your kid's lucky enough to get into Northwestern, you get the privilege of giving them, of paying over 300 grand, or they get the privilege of incurring $300,000 worth of debt. Well, I was going to say, at some point, they have to pay it. No, no, no. I'm saying you as a parent either pay it because you've got the money to or you saved up for it, or the kids have to pay for it with right. the huge debt. Either way, someone is paying for that as Northwestern's like, yeah, well, we got $6 billion to build some more stadiums and libraries. got to do something because if we keep it in an account, we got to pay taxes on it. I know, right? I Like, I'm honest to God, I'm trying... <laughs> I wanted to double check this, and I think I'm I think I'm right in saying this. The budget for the city of Columbus this year this this is from an article from February of this year. Columbus City Council passed an almost two point one billion dollar all funds budget for 2022. The entire city of Columbus, their budget is a third of what Northwestern raised for this capital investment privately. That's I'm like, do you understand just how much money this is? Six billion dollars for a college? I know a university. Everyone's gonna yell at me because like those colleges in the university. I got it. Six billion dollars for one university, an entire city, a major American city runs on a third of that for a year. That's insane to me. London may get a look at the Ginger Ninja. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. You'll find traffic is slow on I-70 eastbound between West Broad Street and Route 315. Traffic is bumper to bumper in that area. And more delays expected on 71 northbound between I-70 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell's nachos are loaded with melty cheese and nacho cheese sauce plus crunchy fiesta strip seasoned beans, tomatoes, and sour cream on top. Or try them spicy with jalapenos and a creamy chipotle sauce. Get them today at a participating Taco Bell location near you. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. 
Colin Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. It's Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes. Perhaps we see the Ginger Ninja this weekend. So yesterday uh, in London, you got the Saints and Vikings scheduled to play Sunday. And Jameis Winston was not at practice yesterday. He was not practicing taking first team reps. Andy Dalton was. The Saints said, oh, this is rest day for him. He'll be back tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's today. Yeah. And uh, they had practice, and he wasn't there. It was Andy Dalton again. So no Jameis Winston, no Michael Thomas. He wasn't at practice today. Uh, this is an offense that's, unless your name is Chris Olave, having some problems. And they're in London. Who the hell knows what their quarterback or who their quarterback's going to be? Yeah, it's not it's not looking good for them right now. But I'm not I'm I'm not someone who thought this Saints team was going to be very good this year. But maybe they will get it turned around and prove me wrong. Andy Dalton can at times come in and be serviceable. I mean, obviously we saw him for a long time in Cincinnati, but that's been a few years, man. That's like I, I just I'll be surprised if he's able to come in and get this team to play well against this Vikings team. I'm I would be shocked if that happens. I think it'd be an easy pick to take the Vikings here, but who the hell's going to win this division? I mean, uh, I don't like Tampa, but I'm telling you it's, it's brutal, man. Unless you think Tampa could like weather the storm and just kind of, I don't know, get out of that a little bit just because they are, they've got Tom Brady and maybe he'll be good for half the season at some point if he doesn't get beat up or decide to quit. But outside of that, like you're right. I don't know. Falcons are, I don't think any good Panthers aren't any good. No, so that yeah. whole division's terrible. It's it's gross. By man. the way, speaking of Tampa, their mayor says Buccaneers and Chiefs should be a go on Sunday night as scheduled. Mm. So well, uh, good to hear that there's enough that they think they can get the game to go on. But man, I I saw some of it. Uh, Fort Myers, I saw got hit pretty hard. I don't know if you saw any of the video from there, but they had like a boardwalk thing that was kind of you know like a like a pier that goes well out into the water and there's a big area at the end of it where you could stand and look and fish and whatever and that whole thing is just obliterated so they're, they're the massive cleanup going on in florida right now and obviously they're still trying to get through the very end of this storm but yeah not good hopefully for everybody down there they can stay well, safe it's cleared and, out of there i think now the people in the carolinas and stuff have to worry about that right yeah where it's going to go back over the water maybe it is right now and then it'll hit land again yeah earlier today i'd seen it was just kind of over like jacksonville in that area but you're right i think it's moving off to the coast and hopefully it'll hopefully it'll just go away from the coast and just kind of go up go up the coast but not close to land but i we know that's not usually how this works usually that thing kind of goes out gathers some steam and then slams back into the coast so hopefully not well platinum fox was talking to us today because he lived in orlando for a long time and he said it takes a lot for orlando to flood well, yeah. You know, it's sure. not on the coast, and they don't get the type of rains, even during these tropical systems that the coastal areas do, and it's such flat ground. There's not an issue there. There's not an yeah, issue usually with, you see flooding in areas where it's like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of hills around, and then this valley, yeah. which may be a large valley where there's a huge city in it, but that's usually where flooding occurs, or that's where things can get bad. He said he's never seen flooding like that. Yeah, in Orlando. It's... Yeah, some of the, these videos, man. I saw there was a news station. I forget in which market in Florida, but one of the either Tampa or Fort Myers, somewhere around there. 
they had a kitten that was sitting outside of the newsroom where, you know, the new, the reporters, they, I get, they have to go to work, right? They're trying to keep people safe, but they themselves have to also stay safe. So they had all their, their building is all secured for flooding and they had everything shut down so that no one could leave for a few days till the water went back down. But there was a little kitten outside of their TV studios and they tweeted out a photo of, and they're like, help us figure out how to get this kitten. We want to save it. And it's only like a couple inches till the water was going to completely overtake where the kitten was standing on this little pedestal. And so I thought, why would you tweet this out? That's a terrible idea. Now everybody's going to be asking about the cat and it's surely not going to make it right. Wrong. They somehow got out there. Someone risked life and limb, grabbed the cat, brought it inside. And they said that this person has adopted the cat. So now this news producer there has adopted the cat. Oh, that's nice. It is a nice story. Teddy likes that story. Sure. It's, that's very good. Did you see the video of the idiots that were swimming in the ocean oh. as the storm was oh. hitting land, making nope. landfall? They're nope. out in the ocean. Nope. But uh, uh, did they end up being nominees for a Darwin Award or did they survive? I don't, know, I, I, I don't care. They robbed some banks in President's Mask later on, too. <laughs> Point break. Good job, Ted. Yeah. That's thanks, very good. <laughs> thanks for contributing to the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's I. But what I'm I saying saw, is, yeah. if if you're like tasked with saving people, you know oh, they are last on your I, list. I, no, they're not even on the list. You let them go. They've decided. They made their choice. That's right. right. You made your choice. Look, if you're stuck in your house and your yes, they'll come for you. They'll find you. They'll come for you. If you decide to go swimming in the ocean as the hurricane hurricane. is coming, I'm sorry. You're on your own. Nobody else should put their life in danger to save those idiots. Yeah. You know, I, I am reminded often of that phrase. I can't remember who it was there. This, this version of this phrase has been said by a lot of like online idiots where they're like, Hey man, you know, humans aren't meant to drink milk. Right. And it's like, okay, okay. Why is that again? And they have some reason. And that's fine. If that's your view, that's fine. I'll let you live. What I don't like is when people with giant followings on social media put it out there as if it's just unequivocal fact. And their reasoning is we're not meant for stuff like that. Let me ask you this. Were humans meant to see the ocean leave a place where it is? Like I saw video yesterday of Tampa Bay, which is usually full of water. It's Tampa Bay. The whole bay evacuated of water as the hurricane was gathering steam. That's what always happens with these things. The, the, they draw the tide out, but because it's a bay, there literally is just mud flats for a mile, it looked like. People are walking out there. They're just looking at all the stuff that's out there that usually you can't see. We're probably not meant to do that either, right? Sometimes life's weird. Sometimes life's just got a hurricane in it, and, and humans figure out how to deal is what I'm trying to tell you. So I don't know about all this. Other. Humans aren't meant to do that. Humans aren't meant to see the ground from 35,000 feet up either, but we've, we've managed. Can we'll, you imagine, we'll get over it. You know, obviously, people, as, as bad as it was, you had heads up this was coming. People were talking about this days in advance. You know, evacuate, don't evacuate. Here's what we think it's going to be. We're looking at the radar. Here's what it's doing in Cuba, right? Right, yeah. So you get some heads up. But back when there were no radar technologies nothing like that and you didn't have a tv to turn on like you had no idea what the hell was going on you just walk outside your house one day it's like oh the bay's gone crap (laughs) we we know what that means (laughs) but there's nothing we can do about it well don't does that ever make you wonder because maybe it's just me i think about the people you know indigenous people who were here long before any of our ancestors were 
who who lived somewhere around that area and probably witnessed something like that happen every so often. I wouldn't blame those people if after they survived, they came back and were like, yeah, uh, the that was from the uh, water god that sucked the water out of our area and then threw it back on another part of our area, right? Like, if you developed a religion around that, I don't blame you at all. Because how else would you explain that? Well, you walk outside and the oceans just disappeared. This country and all your boats are gone. Is so different too. I mean, we always Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. Yeah, right, right. 1492 is you know give in the, or take in the grand scheme of things when when it got back that hey there's something there right there's something there. It took until the early 1600s for there to be actual permanent settlements that stuck. Yeah, because well, people would come over they're like, hey, land, and then a hurricane would come and they'd say, what is this? We got to get out of here or winter would come and they say, what is this? We know what we think winter is, right? This is not what we're used to. And then they die or the you know Native American tribes come and they assimilate with them. But they tried. They kept trying to do things and then they'd go back and say, no, no one can live there. It's crazy. Even though they witnessed people living there. <laughs> like, well, that's, they saw people that's fine. They're like, people can't live there. And it's like, well, no, these people do. And they're like, yeah, but no one can live there. And it's like, no, they do. Back They've in, lived there. But in their minds, they weren't really people. They were like almost people animals that lived off the land and they were and they civilized. Were well, and they were wrong. But yes, but yes. you're right. Like that. That's the thought that came back was no one could live there, even though people did. But I'm just saying, like, I don't blame people who lived here at that time for thinking, uh, yes, we, we, what did you, like, my thought would be, what did we do to cause the ocean to disappear? What did we do to cause this? Wouldn't you? That's what we do now. People still today are like, oh, I didn't get a good parking spot at Kroger. Must have been because I had some bad thoughts. Got to get my karmas better. Like, we always think everything's our fault. When in reality, it's just nature and life and randomness and chaos and things are happening. So I don't blame people back in the day for thinking, oh, maybe the ocean disappearing had something to do with us killing that other group of people over there or not harvesting enough grain or whatever it was they believed in and they they changed their values i'm just saying that's some wild stuff if you've seen any of those videos from the hurricane it is truly mind-boggling some of the videos i'm seeing today in 2022 with the internet i don't know how people processed it before that the ufc is holding an event this weekend that's not open to the media or the public it is saturday's ufc fight night at their Apex facility in Las Vegas. It has been closed completely to everyone. Uh, Dana White said he just wanted to give the media a night off. Mm-hmm. However, women's strawweight contender Mackenzie Dern, who is fighting on Saturday, uh, told reporters yesterday the reason behind the closure is that Mark Zuckerberg, you know, Facebook guy, meta guy, has rented out the entire thing. Oh, he rented out the whole event, wow. and there's going to be like a private party crowd there. So okay, all right. I saw Dana White was like, "No, that's not what happened." But it's like, well, if one of your fighters is saying that's what happened. Then somewhere along the line, that communication occurred, and then maybe you decided, "Oh, we don't want that to be what it is." But it's probably. I mean, I'm guessing this will not be an empty venue, right? No, it's going to be a private venue. Well, right. So it's going to be, be full there. of people, probably that he's invited or you know facebook employees or meta employees or whatever they're calling it now i'm sure there will be something along those lines but yeah that's that's super weird to me 
But then again, I'm not a billionaire. Maybe if you're a billionaire, maybe this is just the thing you do because what else are you going to do with your billions of dollars? No, I know, but it's just, you know, it's perspective, right? Or back in the day, you had a kid's birthday party. It's like, maybe, maybe you got the back room at Shoney's. Maybe. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg's like, what can I do on Saturday night? Let me rent out this UFC event all to myself. Yeah. People is- are going to bludgeon each other in the face for purely my own amusement. Remember how we all watched Gladiator, though, and we saw uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character where he's like, thumbs up, thumbs down. And we're like, oh, that's that's a backward society. Thank God we're not like that anymore. And then like meta founder Mark Zuckerberg walks in and basically is the same guy and we're doing the same thing. It's catered. They have like little I, you're right. buffet there's, station. There is catered. There's an omelet station. That makes it civilized. You're right. Uh, bad news for a former Buckeye. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-71 northbound before 670. It is blocking the left side. Plan on some heavy slowdowns as things begin to clear. You'll also find backups on Route 315 southbound between King Avenue and 3rd Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. As the leaves change, leave the hiring to Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring platform helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. And Indeed's interview tool lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from their website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. These two probably should have stayed in their basements. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Thursday. We got some bad news for a former Buckeye. Oh? Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa tore his groin in the first quarter of their loss to the Jags on Sunday. So he has been put on IR. He has had surgery. Ugh. That's yeah, that's not good. They are hoping he can come back at some point this season, but this is a significant injury. Who the hell knows? Well, right. If it's if it's something they're doing surgery on that quickly, I mean that that is not a we think it can heal on its own thing. If it's a torn, completely torn injury, then yeah, that it's not going to. They have to do that, and that means a long time on the shelf. Gosh, that's Man, that's frustrating for him because he's had so many injuries in his career, too. That's ugh. A lot of people were high on the Chargers in the offseason. A lot of people still are high on the Chargers, but now you have a quarterback who's got bad ribs. You have Joey Bosa, who's out. You just lost by 28 points to the Jags at home. Whatever the hell home means. Well, right. I don't even know at this point. I wouldn't think the Jags would have a ton of fans that would overwhelm the locals in L.A., but then again... They, Maybe it's a bunch of Rob Lowe's there with just NFL <laughs> hats on. Yay, right. football. Right. Yeah, that's that's a that's a, a season that is starting to get a little bit sideways for the Chargers if they're not careful. And I'm not it's nothing that they're doing as far as you have injuries. What's what are you supposed to do, right? But that is a really frustrating one for him and for that team. So Eli Manning, who yeah, I I like. I like Eli. I like Peyton. They have nice senses of humor. They got the Manning cast, and Eli had a little line on Monday 
saying, oh, you should have paid the punter in Denver $260 million instead of Russell Wilson. <laughs> right. Then he spends the next two days apologizing for it. Stop. You, you want to be entertaining? Be entertaining. Don't worry about offending anybody. And you weren't even offending anybody. Russell, was, Wil- yeah. Russell Wilson came out yesterday and made a joke about it. Maybe he was offended. I have no idea. But who the hell cares? You're on television. You're supposed to be entertaining. Stop apologizing. Here's who he should be. LaShawn McCoy, who's enjoying some donuts in his post-NFL career. He, Let him live. He is. Let him live. It's fine. He's been on a strict diet his entire life. Now he's having some Krispy Kreme. I don't blame him. He was on a podcast called I Am Athlete Tonight. And he's talking about uh, Kyler Murray. He didn't hold back. Mm-hmm. Here's Go what ahead. he said about Kyler Murray. He's trash. Overhyped. Overrated. He plays like a high school player, runs around, runs backward. He does a circle, the ballerina circle, then goes left, then goes right, turns all the way around again, then looks for a wide receiver. That's not how you play quarterback. So then somebody else on the show said, hey, you were with Pat Mahomes. Doesn't Pat Mahomes do stuff like that? He says, he ain't Mahomes. Let me tell you about Mahomes real quick. The majority of Mahomes' passes are based on timing. Third step, hit, boom, balls out. Fifth step, boom, balls out. Now, sometimes he goes off script. We can all do that. But not every pass. Every pass, Kyler's holding the ball. Let's make a miracle. Every game he's played, watch him play. It's really embarrassing, to be honest. Like, who's coaching this kid? Well, I'll say this. I mean, I think there is a healthy medium in between maybe where LaShawn McCoy is starting off his broadcast career and where Eli Manning is in his like I prefer someone who will give you an unfiltered opinion I have heard LaShawn McCoy a few times now since he's been on TV and doing podcasts he's he's regularly on uh, another show on FS1 that name escapes me but they just started up let him live I hope that these are genuine opinions and not someone saying, I need you to be Skip Bayless. You know what I mean? But assuming these are genuinely held opinions he of his, me as a, you know, he, he believes it. I know. I'm just saying if, if it's going to be, I've got to have the new, I'm going to tell you this guy also sucks. I'm going to tell you this other guy sucks every five minutes. It's just everyone sucks. That can get a little bit old, right? Like I said with Tony Romo back when he started doing his thing and it was like, oh, this is a run, Jim. And it's like, that's good if you legitimately get that right every single time. But Romo has a, he has modified his approach because he realized I can't just do that. That's one note. I got to be a little better than that. And he has. He's gotten a lot better. And same thing here with Shady McCoy. Good for him for having opinions. Be careful if it's just, yeah, oh, yeah, this guy, trash. This guy, trash. Guy I played with, love him. Guy I didn't play with sucks. Younger guy sucks. Older dude, great. Like that, sometimes that gets a little bit monotonous too. So you got to be careful with it. Well, that's true. But I think I've heard enough of him now. I mean, he's come out. He played for Andy Reid. He hates Andy Reid. Yes. And again, as long as it's not like, I personally don't like this guy. So I'm going to trash him in the media. I personally love this guy. So I'm going to say he's great when he's not. That's that's fine. fine. But they're calling him up asking him for his opinion. So he's given his, I wish more guys were like him where they looked at their bank account and said, Hey, it's full. What do I care? What do I care if I offend anybody? I don't don't care if anybody likes me. I don't care if Andy Reid likes me or Kyler Murray likes me. You put a camera in my face. I'll tell you what I think. Now, if I thought he was out there just making stuff up, to be Skip Bayless? I, but I don't. I don't think he's doing well, like, that. Well, that's what I'm getting at. I saw a clip of him last week where he's talking about Bill Belichick, and he's like, Bill Belichick is washed. Bill Belichick is done. It's like, Bill Belichick sucks? Like, maybe Bill Belichick is not the only reason 
New England won. I think Tom Brady certainly had a lot to do with it. That's a fine discussion to have. But the the episode I was watching of their show, that was the angle was like Bill Belichick was nothing without Tom Brady. And it just seemed like we're going to say he's nothing. And they're going to come out and say Andy Reid sucks too. I mean, I don't. Maybe you think Andy Reid today is not a good coach because he hasn't changed things. Like, tell me more. I'm interested in this. I just want to. I just want to hear like why, as opposed to I think this guy sucks. Why? Because I hate him. Why? Because he's no good. Why? Because he's dumb. Okay. Can you well, elaborate? He's very specific on Kyler McCoy. Well, no, Kyler and McCoy, that's, not him. Yeah, uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. You know what I mean? Yeah, and on Kyler Murray, his his thing is every throw with him is not timing, but. There are people who look at Pat Mahomes and say, Pat Mahomes does a lot of, ooh, this is fun when you see him throw in sidearm in between three players and it looks good. But there are people the last, I don't know, 12 months starting around the NFL saying, you know, he's he's de- he's devolved a little bit or de- de-developed. I don't even know what the word is. Like regressed is the word I'm looking for. There we go. He's regressed from what he was doing a couple years ago. It's not as good as it was. Defenses are starting to figure him out. Now, I don't believe that. I just like more. I'd like to understand the the film part of that, where he started to get into three step. Boom! It comes out. That's that's good info. I like that. That feels better to me than just that guy sucks. Why? Because I hate him. Why? Because he sucks. Well, here's some more from from him. He ain't reading no coverages. He says when a quarterback is running around like that all day, all night, all game, that's because he's not reading any coverages. So the knock on Kyler Murray, right or wrong. You know, it was in the contract and they took it out is that he doesn't take a lot of time with film study. Sure. You know, he's admitted as much. Now, maybe it's overblown, but at least, you know, LaShawn McCoy believes it by watching his game. And I'm quite sure LaShawn McCoy still talks to people in the game who may be putting that in his ear, too. I have no idea. Absolutely right. Yes. No, I, I am glad to hear a contrarian opinion on Kyler Murray as opposed to everyone who's just like, oh, he's amazing. Why? Now, maybe I'm biased because his highlights I, are amazing. I, be- I believe everything that McCoy <laughs> says because I can't stand Kyler Murray for the same reasons. Well, yeah. Because he runs around and plays 500. Right. And if that is, uh, again, I will take LaShawn McCoy's opinion on football, certainly over what my own eyeballs see because he's watched a lot more of it, played a lot more of it than I ever have. So fine. He, I'm interested to hear more is what I'm saying. And it's good when you actually get into breaking down the film as opposed to, I just don't think that guy can play. Like, Charles Barkley does that sometimes. Which, as much as I've enjoyed some of Charles' takes over the years, Charles Barkley would just say, oh man, these young kids can't play. Why? Because they're no good. And it's like, why? Give me reasons. And it's like, because they don't play the game the way I like it played. All right, but the guy you're ripping is scoring 25 a night in the NBA. Maybe he's not terrible. I just like a little bit more elaboration. On the Eli Manning stuff, though, I've never understood why Eli Manning can't be like the rogue brother. Peyton's the the face of the franchise guy. Peyton's the one's guy like, oh shucks, man, I'm not run for center. I'm not sure. Eli should be the like rebellious youth that's like, oh yeah, actually this guy is terrible. He is. He is rebellious. I for know. The Mannings. He, he need. That's what I mean. He needs to lean into that role, and then Peyton can do the oh shucks. I don't know. That was a little out of bounds. Well, maybe you shouldn't have said that. Let he, Eli needs to live in that space where he is Peyton's kind of annoying younger brother who says all these things that Peyton won't say. The Pac-12 may go away. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Still watching an accident on Route 315 northbound between Bethel Road and Route 161. Traffic is still bumper to bumper in this area. The crash is blocking the left lane. Cleanup crews remain on scene. Please be very careful over here and plan on some heavy backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto doesn't build meditation apps or feed the planet. Gusto supports the people who do. With happier paydays, health insurance, hiring, you name it. Gusto does payroll benefits and so much more for people who do incredible things. Learn more at Gusto.com. Only an array with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If Biggie Size was a radio show, this would be it. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Degenerate T-Bone coming up at 448. Would you rather, in the 5 o'clock hour, one hour from now, send in your would you rather tweets at manandbone971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports, had a piece yesterday about how the Pac-12 is in danger of eventual collapse if the Big Ten considers further expansion. This is not breaking news. We have been discussing this and what the future of the Pac-12 looks like and if the Big Ten continues to expand. But the article essentially says if the Big Ten went after Cal, Oregon, Stanford, Washington, and then the Big 12 picked off the rest, that they wanted at least, maybe Arizona State, maybe Arizona, Colorado, Utah, and then Oregon State and Washington State have to get the hell out of here. Well, they're just there would be no con- of course there would be no conference. You, you don't have anybody left. Well, who else would they right, have? But you know, he's talking about the likelihood of this happening and the Pac-12 and George Klievkov and they continue to make a big stink. You know, hey, this is why UCLA's move to the Big Ten is all about money and it's terrible and it should never happen and we should not allow it and all this other crap. And perhaps, now maybe they're not vengeful like I would be, but perhaps the Big Ten is sitting back saying, are you really going to do this to us right now? It, the decision's been made. They've decided to move. You're making a stink about this. You're throwing out numbers out of your ass that have no sense in reality. So you know what we're going to do? We'll come after the rest of your teams that we want. And then we'll really give you something to bitch and moan about. And this all comes down to Amazon. There are a lot of reports out there saying there's no real appetite for ESPN or CBS or NBC to have more Big Ten teams to worry about. But the rumor was Amazon bid more than CBS and NBC. But the Big Ten decided it was worth it to keep their games on regular television, at least for the time being. And they told Amazon, you know what, this is great. Thank you for bidding. But we're going to go with these other proven entities. And let's let's keep the lines of dialogue open and see what else we can do together. And maybe, you know, ESPN, well, ESPN's out. Fox, CBS, NBC, they stand pat. But if the Big Ten goes out and they add all these other lesser schools, you can say, what's the value in that? I don't know. Does Amazon see a value in that? Do you sell another package to Amazon? The rumor is that if Amazon comes to them and says, yeah, we got $100 million for you, 
The Big Ten will pull the trigger on a move like this because you know all these schools want to get into the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. All of them do. The issue becomes, obviously, for the Big Ten schools that are currently in it, we're not going to add schools with no extra money because now you're just dividing up a piece of the pie. You're, di- you're dividing the pie without adding, making the pie bigger. So why would you want to slice up thinner slices for everybody when you're perfectly content with the giant checks you're getting? That means a TV network has to put some money in to say, all right, it is worth it to us if you add Stanford, Cal, Oregon, Washington. That's worth an extra whatever million on the deal. So if that isn't happening from the entities that have already made their deals, then yeah, the only way to do it would have to be to open it up and say, oh, there's a third level of rights now. I don't know how that would work, given they've already sealed up their secondary rights. But if it was a digital-only package, and they say, hey, Paramount Plus can bid on this. You know, Peacock, if you want to do it. But again, a lot of those entities that already bid, like NBC is going to have a package of games. Some of those games will be on Peacock. We know that. Some of the games for CBS will be on Paramount Plus. We know. So I don't know if they could just go strictly streaming on that and say, yeah, we're willing to make that happen. As much as I would like to see them go out and add a few more teams to really give their a true like West and East of the Big Ten, I don't know how the momentum changes because everyone should already have the figures in front of them, right? Shouldn't every Big Ten president and everybody who's voting on this already know the numbers? And I'm sure they also know theoretically what the revenue increase would be if they add Notre Dame, let's say. They've got that baked into the contract that if they add Notre Dame, there's an escalator. What would make them move other than, like you said, vind- uh, some kind of vindictive to go after and, and go at the Pac-12 just to get them completely destroyed. Well, there's that. And- but but why would you do that if it's going to, like, to shoot your own self in the foot? I just don't know how many Big Ten schools are willing to say, yeah, no, we'll no, take no, less no. money I, for I, that. No, no, no. I, I don't think they would take less money for that. But if Amazon is so desperate to get into this business... You know, they've had some success now with the NFL. They think, why can't we do this with college football? Here's $75 million a year for your crappiest games. If yeah. I'm the Big Ten, why would well, I turn that down? If Right, and I just that's what I don't understand, is if they can do that, the only way would be, they'd, I mean, they'd have, to add, they'd have to add teams to do it. So you'd have to say, well, all right, Amazon. Have to teams to do it. Right, but then Amazon would pretty much be buying, hey, you get the Stanford versus whoever game. Yeah. You get the Cal versus whoever game. You do not get OSU and Michigan. No, they, obviously. Would, they would never get OSU and Michigan. Yes, you do not, but you also don't get like Michigan State, Purdue. No, you that's would not get on the, the table. You would get the crappiest games every single week. Yeah. And you're right. I, I wouldn't think there'd be a lot of value in that, but. I don't know what Amazon is thinking in their boardrooms. Oh, they could I, be, they could be yeah. saying this is an opportunity for us to jump in to the biggest conference in college football. Yeah, they, they're looking at it as this legitimizes us as a sports destination. And sure, off the bat, is everyone going to be jumping to go like, ooh, it's Washington and Stanford. Let's make sure we tune in. Probably not outside of the West Coast, but... Does that allow Amazon to say we have college football, we have pro football? Look at all the look at all the stuff we have. Oh, and we have your favorite shows. Oh, and we have this, and we also will ship you like diapers and whatever else you want. It just reinforces that they are the everything store, the everything company. I'm guessing they're willing. They've got the means to drop seventy grand, seventy million, eighty million, a hundred million on that type of speculative project. 
and then hope that CBS or someone else later is like, yeah, we don't really like this. We don't want to pay the money. Amazon could then say, cool, we'll take up those games. You know, this, you're right. It could get them in the door. I see that as being the only way this moves is if Amazon or some other company comes in and says, we will pay X amount for just these West Coast games, more or less, and a smaller package than anyone else is getting here. And it's all going to be on this digital tier. But yeah, we'll pay for that. That might that might open the door to more expansion. And that's the only thing I could see moving the Big Ten to do it. You have to have that money on the table. I am quite sure that all these other networks, too, have a right of first refusal. So you probably go to them. And everything we've heard is that they're not interested. But that's what they're saying now. Yeah. If, if they know that Amazon's jumping in, maybe they open up the contract. Maybe Fox opens it up and says, all right, well, you added these teams. It's worth this. We want to broadcast these games. And maybe they're leveraging here. Maybe they're saying, well, Amazon's interested. Sure. Maybe they sure. are. Maybe they're not. Just to get their other television partners more interested in games. Well, and it could be that this was initially a play by all these other networks to say, yeah, we're not even interested in adding this so that later on when they say, all right, I guess if you want to add these four teams, we'll pay extra, but it's only going to be 50 million. You know what I mean? Like that might be their play too, is these networks are saying, we don't even want them right now. And then if the big 10 pushes, they can go fine, we'll do it, but it's not going to be for a hundred million or whatever you think it's going to be worth. It'll be less than that. And if that little amount of money is enough, Coupled with the FU nature of some of the presidents who previously were like, ah, that's too much expansion. We don't want to do any more. And then they see the Pac-12 trying to blow up their USC-UCLA deal. That might be just enough to push this over the finish line and get you a, what, 20-team conference it would be at that point? Yeah. Yeah, that that could be the super conference we've all been wondering if it would happen. Degenerate T-Bone is next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some backups on I-71 northbound before 670. It is blocking the left side, causing some slowdowns in that area. Also going to find some backups on 670 eastbound between Route 315 and I-71. Plan about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. InvisibleFence brand's mission is to keep pets happy and safe with their forever families. Their exclusive technologies make their containment systems the most advanced on the market, giving your pet freedom to enjoy their yard and new confidence in their safety. Visit InvisibleFence.com to schedule your free consultation. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The only thing scarier than Bones and allergies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you want to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Would you rather is coming up at 534. Send in your would you rather tweets. At Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Tonight on The Fan, Buckeye Show at 6. Then at 7.45, it is Jackets time, preseason Jackets time against St. Louis. Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to the Bengal game tonight, 1460 ESPN. Degenerate T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bones. Degenerate. 
Jared T-Bone. Jared T-Bone. T-Bone's picks for the weekend. Sponsored by Ohio Health. Choose between virtual or in-person appointments at 200-plus care sites. Providing the finest care anywhere. OhioHealth.com slash finest care. Bone. Well, man, we've got some action, of course, tonight. Bengals fans well aware they are hosting the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins coming off the big win this weekend over the Bills. They now travel to Cincinnati where they will be wearing the white helmets, the white uniforms, the field, all the orange on the field. Oh, they've is replaced all white. it on the field? Yeah, the end zones and the I don't know if I like that. midfield logo. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. But whatever. They're leaning into this. Uh, I saw Dave Holmes, our guy from 10TV, leaning into the... Uh, the uh, white lion, no. Who are the lion tamers from Vegas? Uh, Siegfried Siegfried Roy? Roy. Yes, that's they're leaning into those unis tonight. So good call by him. But here's where I'm going with this. I think the Bengals win this game outright. So that's minus one ninety five. In case you're wondering, so that's a that's the favorite right now. Bengals minus three and a half. I'm laying the three and a half and saying the Bengals win bigger than that. Maybe like a touchdown. I think it will be they get off to a good start. They maybe slow down middle of the game and then they still win by like seven or ten points. I think the Bengals get this done. Over under is 48 and a half tonight. I'm going to take the over. I do think there are points on the board for both teams. I think both these defenses have been shaky at times. So I think this one ends up being a little bit more of a I mean, 48 and a half is not a huge number, but for an NFL game, it's a little big. I still think that one goes over, and I'm going to say it's somewhere in that range. So let's go with, I don't know, like a 28 to 24 type of game. That should be more than enough to get that done. Meanwhile, uh, the Miami defense, they have given up over 700 passing yards to Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson the last couple weeks, which is why I'm optimistic the Bengals will get on track, excuse me, on track this week. Uh, They have... Two corners who have not played well. Xavier Howard got back and was healthy, played a full slate of snaps last week. Has a 140.7 quarterback rating against him when he's targeted this season. And the replacement for Byron Jones, that is Nick Needham, has a 143.3 quarterback rating against him when targeted while allowing 17 yards per reception. So what I'm telling you is load up on some passing game prop bets if you'd like a few. Here they are. Tyler Boyd over under 17 and a half yards for his longest reception. I'm going to take the over on that. T Higgins total receiving yards over under 66 and a half. I'm going to take that over, over on both of those. Jamar Chase over under receptions five and a half. I'm going to go over on that too. And Joe Burrow passing over under 275 and a half. I'm going to go over there. So I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's an easy look into what I'm thinking for this game. Also Tyree kill prop bet anytime touchdown for him. Plus 150, that's obviously fairly low. A lot of guys, anytime touchdown prop bets are plus 300, plus 400, plus 150 is low. I still think it's a safe bet. I'm going to take Tyreek Hill to score a touchdown for Miami tonight. That'll get the job done. Over in college football, we're going to stick just in the Big Ten this week at the college football segment. Uh, Wisconsin, minus seven against Illinois. Lay the seven points. I think Badgers win that game big, double digits at least. Michigan on the road at Iowa. We talked about this with Adam Rittenberg. It is at noon. It is not at night. What's the spread? Minus 11. I'm going to lay the 11. I think Michigan wins. I don't think Iowa can keep up with Michigan's offense. And I think Michigan will, in the fourth quarter, if it's, let's say, a 10 or 12-point game. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they pull away in the fourth quarter, win easily by 14 or more points. So I'll say minus 11. I'm going to lay those points. Minnesota, minus 11.5, hosting Purdue. I guess that could be a little bit of a... 
is Minnesota just hearing all the noise and starting to believe in themselves a little bit, and maybe they believe it a little too much? There's, a, I guess, a chance of that, but we're talking a two-touchdown game beating Purdue. I think that's imminently possible. I'm going to lay the 11 and a half there. Gophers have a golden opportunity here. Yeah. Looking at their schedule, are they really going to blow it against well, Purdue? And this is a team that's won 11 games before, right, under P.J. Fleck. They've had some of this success. They've tasted it. I think they know what's... I'm, I'm not worried about them against Purdue. I'm laying the 11 and a half there. Maryland, minus eight points against Michigan State. We've talked oh, about take, the matchup there with the secondary and... Maryland's passing offense should be good there. I'm going to lay those eight points. And that is, again, Maryland at home for whatever that's worth to you. Uh, and finally, Indiana at Nebraska. Nebraska favored by five. Burn your betting slip. Do not touch this game. I don't know what to expect out of either of those teams. Don't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Go nowhere near that game. And finally, a couple quick NFL hitters for you. Vikings minus three over the Saints in London. I think Vikings cover that. I'm going to take the points. The Ravens are getting three points against the Bills. I'm going to say the Ravens either win it or keep it close. Jags, six and a half point dogs to the Eagles. I think the Jags, I'm going to take the points. I think the Jags keep that one close. And the Lions, you know, I love the Lions. They are lovable losers, but they are playing the Seahawks this weekend. Minus four. Lions favored over the Seahawks. I'm going to lay the four. I'm laying with the Lions. Mike. Where is it? Uh, I believe that one in is Detroit? in Detroit. Yes. Okay. That that Maryland line against Minus Michigan eight. State's only it's eight? A, I, you could have given me 18 and I would have taken them to cover. I mean, yeah, I I think that Maryland's defense certainly leaves a little bit to be desired you as well. you Sparty the last two weeks? Yes. And I don't, done. Know, I don't know how this game is within They're single done. digits on the... I, I don't understand it. But it is. That's what it's All listed right. at right now. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier accident has finally cleared from Route 315 northbound between Bethel Road and Route 161. All lanes have reopened in that area, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Your burrito prayers have been answered. Taco Bell's double steak grilled cheese burrito is back with that juicy steak smothered in nacho cheese with a three-cheese blend that's grilled on top. And participating U.S. Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. Hours and participation vary. Double the steak plan compared to the steak quesadilla. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. Hey, check out the podcast wherever you get your audio. Apple, Spotify, Google. We are there. And most of the time, the show is there in its entirety. Just search Common Man and T-Bone. You'll see our cartoon pictures pop up. Click subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge. Including all the weekend stuff and the little bonus things we put up there. Teddy's working hard to make sure you're entertained. That is good. I like how Ted takes that job very seriously and doesn't ever let it slip up when even, you know, there's a week where we're not on. on the... Oh, he does. He does take it seriously. Teddy? 
I do it every Sunday. That's man. what I'm, I'm not saying. putting in there. Right. I get up early Sunday morning and uh, do it every Sunday. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I post the flashback on Sunday That's right. morning. Sunday morning, you make it happen. You do not ever sleep in on Sundays. Not any day do you sleep in. No, actually, What's, I do it just before midnight and then I post it. Uh, What's manually. the flashback this week? Do you know? I believe we went back to twenty. It's like nineteen or eighteen. I went way back this time. It's, okay. And I said that like, oh my God, so far back. Well, for us, three years ago, <laughs> three or four years ago, that's a long well, time. The show's been on we the do, air, t- the two of us together for 10 years. You got a lot of work to choose from. Well, we do like 300 shows a year. Think about that. Wow. You know what? I, I think about I it every day, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference between you and me. It's like, wow, it never occurred to me we'd do so many shows. And Mike is like, every day. Oh, are you It's a mortal drain on my existence. Every day of my life. Every day of my life, you know, someone will say to me, can you believe it's almost October? Yes. I can. Can you believe our kid's five and a half years old? Yes. Seems like she's 30. <laughs> Time moves so slowly for me. Yeah, that's 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 so weird. I mean, it did for me a little bit during the pandemic because it got monotonous. Maybe you need to change up the routine. I no, know you I like the routine. I know you love the, the routine. routine. It's the only thing that keeps me alive. But the routine also probably that's where I got into it because of pandemic time. I was like, every day is the same thing. I wake up, it's groundhog day. I get up, I go downstairs, I sit in the basement, I do my little show, I come back. It was a routine. I didn't like randomly go and do something. What or am get I gonna go randomly do? What am I going to do? Any, anything you know you me. You know I don't want to do anything. I know. You know me. I know I do. And I want to do two things. Yes. Sit and eat. You want to sit? Well, you can go new places to eat, right? You go oh. to the same place all And I love where you go. Loops is great. You go to the same place every day. I'm just, and that's not bad. I don't go there every day. You go there a lot. I go there a lot. That's I'm just, right. Well, you got like two or three spots, right? I, I don't like to get out of the car. <laughs> but you do to go there. That tells I, you how I, good I go it there because I because like, I know them and they know me. And but it's I'm like, saying you'll get out of your car to go into that place. That's that shows you how good it is. It's but, it's good and it's also routine. I know. I'm this just is I'm your, used to it. This is the I'm telling you. This is the thing with you. It's the routine makes your days seem longer, but you like the routine. It's a complex situation. Here's what not I'm saying. Necessarily that I like the routine. I need the routine. You need the routine. I okay. need it. I'm a very complex fellow. You are. You know I agree. This. I agree with that. I I know. I've known you for a long time now. Time moves very slowly, but hey, you know what? At least I'm alive. There you go. Live, laugh, love. That's yeah. what you have right, on your Teddy? house when you walk in the door. Oh, live, I've got, laugh, I've love. got those sayings all over the wall. I love them. At least you have your health. That's what they right. say. Yeah. You also As have... I go in for another abdominal ultrasound. <laughs> no. Again? No. I was going to say. Let's hope not. I had it. It's who cares? Okay. It's fine. It's the difference. By the way, I just want to point out something real quick. This is totally off the subject, but I just saw this with NASCAR, and I think it's worth a quick minute conversation. Something to keep an eye on with the sport that I know most of you don't watch. But NASCAR has had a problem this year with their drivers getting concussions. Okay. They put a new car into play this year, and some of the drivers have said, I mean, guys who have been in the sport a long time. Kevin Harvick's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's been complaining about it left and right. Kyle Busch, going to be in the Hall of Fame, one of the greatest drivers in the sports history, complaining about this car not handling impact well. Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch's brother, has missed the entire like second half of the season because of a minor, you know, for NASCAR, a minor accident that he had that then left him with concussion symptoms that kept him out of the second half of the season. Other drivers have experienced concussion issues too after big wrecks. 
Alex Bowman wrecked last week in their race at Texas. And it, again, looked like a nothing, kind of barely tapped the wall. He hit hard for a normal human, but in NASCAR, it was like a run-of-the-mill, oh, man, he hit the wall a little bit. That's too bad. He has now announced he's going to miss the race this weekend because of concussion symptoms. There's a there's a little bit of a problem going on in NASCAR. Like, think about in the NFL, if you had half the starting quarterbacks just out of the NFL, and it was all due to concussion symptoms, and that we that year, the NFL had said, oh, here's a new helmet. New helmet that's safer. And it led to more guys having concussions. Wouldn't you at least question that if you're a fan of the sport? It's a thing that NASCAR's got going on right now that I think is at least going to get more attention as this goes. Well, without getting too into the weeds on this, is it an easy fix? Could they just... No. Okay. They'd have to... They have... They completely redesigned this car. And even when they were developing it, there was a driver who had a, a wreck last year when they were testing it. And people at the track, when they saw the wreck, were like, ooh, that was a hard hit. Hope he's all right. And then that driver suddenly just... It was reported like, yeah, he, he may have had to go to the hospital. We're not sure. And the NASCAR buttoned that up, and you never heard about it again. And and people at the time were wondering, is that is that good? That seems bad. And they went ahead and released this car, which they spent millions and millions of dollars to develop. So it's really hard to just... So they'll have to wait until the season's over to do something. They right? might. I mean, maybe. This might be something where they have to wait two or three years oh. to redevelop a new eh. car. And that's... Eh. Meanwhile, you got guys who are complaining openly about how dangerous this car might be. So just something to keep okay. an eye on with NASCAR. It's breaking news that just came out in the last 20 minutes that this another driver is going to miss a, a race because of concussions. Rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. Bengals and Dolphins tonight. Coverage starts at 7.30 on 1460 ESPN and the fans HD2. Uh, Tua is expected to play with all of his ailments. He's got the head. He's got the back. He's got the ankle. But he says he's going to be good to go. Uh, Lyle Collins is questionable for the Bengals. They are going to be wearing their white unis tonight. I think we will see a close game that I think the Bengals will come out and win, but I think it's going to be a one-possession game, maybe comes down to the wire, and it should be close. Yeah, I, I am a little more confident in the Bengals. I think during the last segment we were doing the picks. Picks? I was giving my predictions, and I said, like, that it might end up being a 28-24 to 24 game, but I want to amend that because I do think the Bengals are going to win this by a touchdown or more. Line is three and a half. But yeah, I, I, I think the Bengals have been hearing a lot about how they're not that good and they got the Super Bowl hangover and all this other stuff. I think they want to go out and show that the Dolphins are getting a lot of love right now because they just beat the Bills. They're going to have a lot of juice in the in the crowd with all the energy with this you know new uniform. I just see this being a game that the Bengals kind of get on track a little bit. I think that Joe Burrow will be able to take advantage of that Dolphins secondary. Now, maybe the same could be said with the Dolphins. Maybe they'll get their offense going, too. I tend to think there will be points in this game, but obviously you got a few guys on their offense that are dealing with some injuries. So I like the Bengals' chances tonight. If uh, Joe Burrow gets time to throw the football, I'm not worried about it. But that Dolphins defensive line is good. Yeah, that's you know, we'll, true. We'll see what happens. Joe Burr only was sacked twice last week, which is like a miracle. Will that happen again? Who the hell knows? If Joe Burrow is given time to throw, I'm not worried. But this smells like the type of game where he could be running for his life. 
Miles Garrett back at the Browns facility today. He was cited by police for failure to control his vehicle. They say he was going 65 and a 45 when he crashed. Um, this is not uncommon. You get in an accident, they're going to cite somebody most of the time. It was a one-car accident, so who the hell are you citing? Right. There were witnesses there that sort of described the scene and said he was airborne at a point, and he says he lost control of the car. He thought something was in the road. The good news is he seems to be okay back at the team facility. No one else was hurt, no pedestrians, no other cars. The female passenger apparently is fine and out of the hospital. So no harm, no foul. You pointed out, though, he does have a history with going fast in his car. I'm sure that he's not the only one, but it's relevant here because the dude was just in an accident. Yeah, the uh, it appears this is... I'm trying to remember the exact number here because I don't want to get it wrong, but the the report out today that I saw said that he, he has been cited at least two times in the past for going over 120 miles an hour, which is obviously not great. Now, again, most people don't have access to the type of cars that a guy who plays in the NFL does, but yeah, there there I know there are con- some concerns about that, or at least I would have concerns about that if you get into a bad car accident that seems to be at least partially caused by increased speed and you've been cited in the past for speeding multiple times, I would guess whatever previously he was doing in that regard, I mean, wouldn't you think this would be a gigantic wake-up call? Whether he plays or not, all that stuff. Your car flips over. I mean, if anybody's ever been in even a minor car accident, it shakes you up for at least a few days, if not longer. You roll your car multiple times. I mean, yeah, he's lucky to walk away from that or at least be able to go to a hospital under his own power. That that's a that's a big time deal. And to walk out of it with some some bruises and some sprains and things like that, but overall in pretty good health. Hopefully that's a wake up call to say, all right, no more speeding, no more doing that. We're gonna take it nice and slow the rest of the way. He was at the facility today. Kevin Stefanski is not ruling him out for this weekend. I would be surprised if he does play this weekend. You know, look, I know every game's important, but try and get as healthy as you possibly can. Don't risk it. And I would assume that we'd see him in a week's time. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah definitely get healthy. I'm, I'm, if he doesn't play this weekend, I'm totally understanding of that. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. I haven't said this often. Bill Belichick made me laugh. Now, usually he makes me laugh because he's just so monotone and disinterested. The absurdity makes me laugh. Yesterday, I don't know if he was trying to be funny, but he was not pleased with the line of questioning he was getting on Mac Jones. I will read you what he had to say coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns out there. You'll find backups on I-71 northbound before 670. An accident on the left side. Please be cautious over here. Also going to find a disabled vehicle on the ramp to Refugee Road from US-33 westbound. Caution advised here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto doesn't build robots or teach thin glasses. Gusto supports the people who do. With happier paydays, health insurance, hiring, you name it. Gusto does payroll benefits and so much more for people who do incredible things. Learn more at Gusto.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. 
All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to buzz. This is Man and Bone. Happy Thursday. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. So Bill Belichick, he is crotchety, he is angry, he is old. Mac Jones has a sprained ankle. He was talking to the media yesterday, and I just I love this exchange. Here's the question to uh, Bill Belichick. Do you expect Jones to start on Sunday against the Packers? Take it day by day. All right, that's I mean that's a reasonable quote. Nothing surprising from right. Bill Belichick so far. Well, the media wasn't having enough of that. Next question. Is the plan for Jones to have a procedure to help his recovery? Response. Day by day. Day by day. Well, you already know where this is going. That's the plan. We're on to Cincinnati. Day by day. (laughs) Next question. Are the Patriots and Jones on the same page on how to best move forward? Response. I'm not really sure what the nature of that question is, but day by day, he's getting better. We'll see how it goes day by day. I was just going to say that particular question was like the guy who or the guy who gal who asked it, whoever it was, they had to know there's a 0% chance that's getting answered. Of course. But I'm trying to get under Belichick's skin enough that he'll say something else other than day by day. And it kind of worked because you got him to say, I don't know what the nature of that question is. More or less, he's like, I don't know what you're trying to say to me, pal, but I'm going to stick with the script day by day. Next question. Does he have a high ankle sprain? Answer. (laughs) Not not getting answered. Answer. Day by day. (laughs) What do I look like? A doctor? An orthopedic surgeon? I don't know. Talk to the medical experts. Next question. Good for these reporters, (laughs) by the way. Next question. What do the medical experts on staff say to you? Yes, good question. Day by day, we'll evaluate him day by day. What difference does it make to me? You think I'm going to read the MRI? That's not my job. Oh, gosh. Next question. Oh, gosh. But it's theirs, and they talk to you about it, right? Answer, yeah, it's day by day. It's getting better day by day. We'll see how it is tomorrow. It's a lot better than it was yesterday. We'll see what it is. This is, I I enjoy... Like the finer points uh, of human communication, right? You know, you we watch these reality shows, or maybe you do, maybe you don't. I've certainly seen plenty of them where the, we make a lot out of the little interactions between people where it's like, oh, Sheila said, are you coming to my party? And Julie said, no. And then the music goes, boom. And then everyone goes, oh my God, she said, no, I can't believe it. Because that meant something if you followed what's going on. These reporters are trying to get anything from Bill Belichick. And all he's telling them is, I don't care what your job is. I don't care what media market this is. I don't care how many people watch the NFL. There, If you think for a second I'm giving you any info on when he's coming back, how healthy he is, anything that I think could help out our opponent with game planning, you're out of your mind. I'm answering this question with the same answer. Now, I have nothing to say to you. I did watch the film on this. And the reporters were definitely, after a period of time, having fun doing this well, on purpose. of course they are. And I think Bill Belichick was having fun too. I think. Yes, but that be, that's because they all realized the futility of their predicament, right? I mean, he, he was doing that on purpose with the day-by-day 
in every answer. They knew. He yes. said it 12 times. Well, I saw somebody post that and they were like, 12, you know, Tom Brady's number. And I was like, oh, get the hell out of it. He didn't know he said it 12 times. No, yeah, what are we doing with that Illuminati conspiracy crap? Calm down. But yes, they were having fun with this, clearly. But it is, I mean, it's it's the same thing as, you know, many years ago, Marshawn Lynch at the Super Bowl, where he's like, I'm just here so I'm not getting fined. That's all, That's what Bill Belichick was saying to these reporters, right? He's just saying, I'm not answering that question. I'm just, you can ask me all you want. Well, they I'm cover this guy every it. single day, too. They're hip to the jive. Yeah, so they then know they, what he's gonna then say. they start picking at, but that whole response of, hey, man, I'm not a doctor. It's like, yes, no one said you are, but the doctors do tell you things. You're the head coach of this football team. If you want to know, they'll tell They'll tell you. Now, I'm not saying that everybody is this way, but there have been quite a quite a few people over the years in the Columbus media. Let's say Urban's having the press conference. Oh God! Right? Yes, you're exactly. Some, somebody, somebody, somebody's got a injury, and they ask Urban, like, "Hey, what's what's the problem with this guy?" Like, yeah, day by day, the response would be. Oh, I'm sorry for even asking. I'll never ask again. And then bye someone bye. will instantly pop up and be like, uh, forget he even asked you about that hey, guy. I'm so sorry they even came up. How's uh, recruiting going? We, uh, I'm so sorry. Sorry. Please don't yell at me. I poop myself. I'm saying like good for this media to, to at least, I know that they were having some fun with it at the end, but good for them to dig in and say, you know, we have to ask these questions, right? Like it makes sense that we ask these questions. It's your starting quarterback. You're the head coach of a team. You would know if he's going to play or not. Or I don't at know least anything. You I'm not right, a doctor. Right. It's <laughs> Do you talk to the doctors? Well, yeah. This is not my decision. It's yeah, out I of my hands. I'm not, I'm not telling you what they say. Right. It's, it's, it, it, Can it you very, make them available to the media? Right. It. I, man, I don't even understand how any... Like, we all know the communication that's happening there is subliminal. Because... No one with their right, in their right mind would look at that and say, oh, yeah, it totally makes sense that the head coach of an NFL team wouldn't have any idea what's going on with his quarterback, nor would he be interested in knowing. You have to know the subtext of that, right? I mean, his response there was essentially, hey, man, you have to talk to my agent. That's above my pay grade. I'm just here to play baseball. It's like, oh, are you? Guy who wants $440 million, Juan Soto? Really? You don't know anything about your contract? Let's pipe down. That's stupid. And, and the course, same thing is here. You know who starts if... Uh he can't go. Oh, I do know who starts. Brian Hoyer! And, just in case you've forgotten, Brian Hoyer Hoya, has lost his last 12 starts. Well, well yeah, I have, I have, uh, I'm pretty sure that that's accurate because I'm sure at least a couple of those may have come with the Browns. Maybe not. Maybe that was, maybe he was just all with the Patriots, but still. Is that, no, it was with the Browns, I think. Is that the answer to who was the the first Patriots starter after Tom Brady left. Was it Brian Hoyer? Was Did he it? start the season? I don't actually remember. You may be right, though. I don't remember who started that season, honestly. I should. It was just was a couple it, years ago. It wasn't Cam, was it? Did Did Brissett start, or was he already gone? We I, thought he was, I thought he was gone by then. The year after Tom Brady left, who did the Patriots start week one? Yeah, I don't remember. I want to say it was Brian Hoyer. Wow. <laughs> that's that stumped me. That's good. I had something else I was going to say, but now you've derailed my train. Right, anyway, Aaron Judge hit homer number sixty-one on the season last night in Toronto, tying Roger Maris's AL record. And some people say it is the actual record, except it's not. Uh, this is a, a quite an achievement, right? 
Of course. This has been done one other time in American League history by Roger Maris. It was, you know, Barry Bonds has 73. He's number one. Mark McGuire had 70 and 65. Sammy Sosa had 66 and 64 and 63 home run seasons. But I was reading this piece today on ESPN, and it's talking about this, talking about how, yeah, they did this and this. And then the last sentence is, all of whom accomplished theirs during the steroid era. And I was thinking to myself, well, what is what is the steroid era? What are we... Is there a time frame? Like, do we look at the steroid? This is where it began, and this and is where it ended. This is where it ended. Because I don't, I don't know how anybody with a brain can tell you when it ended. If it, we have no idea. At the time when A Rod was banging, a lot of people looked at A Rod and said, "Well, Barry Bonds has the record. Don't, don't worry about that because A Rod's going to break the record from Barry Bonds. We know A Rod's clean, right? And how'd that go for you? You, you do." We're looking at this, say, oh, hey, hey, Aaron Judge, he's so great, fantastic. We, we, this is the real record because we know that this guy's clean. I don't know anything. I assume he's clean. I assume they're testing these guys. I assume they're not in any sort of experimental drugs that five years down the road we're going to find out aid in your performance and are illegal. I'm assuming that's the case. How does everybody know? Yeah. How does everybody know what this is? Obviously, we don't. And to say that there's a steroid era and that's now over. I mean, if you wanted to say the era prior to when Major League Baseball officially codified the legality of steroids, right? Because they didn't test for it. They they said, hey, don't do steroids. Mark McGuire had Andrew in his locker. And, yes. and media's there every single day talking to him. They didn't, they didn't know what it was. They and didn't Andrew, say a damn word. Andrew wasn't a banned substance no, at the time. No, it wasn't a banned substance. Well, to your point. The steroid era is over, Mike. And Fernando Tatis Jr., what's he doing right now? Oh, that's right. He's suspended for performance-enhancing drugs. Because that was just an accident. Right. It's just an accident. Just like all these things were, oh, I didn't know. It was an accident. Everything's, I don't know. My point being, we have no idea and no way of knowing for sure where a guy is clean and where it's not. Now, if you want to look at Sammy Sosa breaking the record, the 61 number, not once, not twice, but three times yeah, three in times what, a five-year span or four-year span, whatever it was. I mean, it's certainly worth mentioning that era was unique of in course, baseball. But- we can totally point out that outside of that uh, seven to ten-year stretch of time, it seems like these records have been pretty solid. Like, you know, it took a long time for a guy to do that before, and it took a long time before it ever happened again to get to 61 outside of that time window. But we do have to acknowledge that window of time happened and those players played real baseball games and Major League Baseball did not expunge those records. So they still count. I just want to know when the era was. When did it start? When did it end? You know, also tell me when the pill and coke era started and ended too. Right. Because we had that. Exactly right. You know, we know when black people started playing Major League Baseball. But you can go back to any time in Major League Baseball and say, "Ah, it's not real because this was going on. 20 years from now, when they look back at this, what is this era going to be known as? Yeah. The nobody hits anything era? Right. I I do think it would be worth, if you wanted to say, oh, hey, we can't call it the Cy Young Award because Cy Young never pitched against anybody other than, like, white dudes. Okay. You... We're not doing that, though, right? Like, if you divide eras up that way, we go all the way back to the beginning of baseball and say, yes, but first there was this, then there was that. It might make more sense just to say Aaron Judge did a really good thing, a huge thing, a monumental thing last night, and that was pretty important. 
Would You Rather is up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on I-71 northbound before 670. It is causing slowdowns in that area. About a five-minute delay as things get cleaned up. You'll also find a disabled vehicle on the ramp to Refugee Road from US-33 westbound. Caution is advised as things continue to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. This fall, find everything you love listening to on Audible, from memoirs and true crime to celebrities and sci-fi. Audible is the home of storytelling, audiobooks, podcasts, and originals. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Stupid questions. What if uh, C-A-T really spelled dog? It's time for Would You Rather. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. The best Would You Rather, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to Pecan Pennies. Pecan Pennies, your downtown home for barbecue, happy hour, and football. Are you ready? I am ready. Uh, Nate says, would you rather let the angry British guy decide the show's content for a week? Or demonstrate the special common man in T-bone beads in front of a test market. <laughs> uh, I'd let the British guy decide, and then when all of you hate it, I would have you contact him. I thought you meant the British guy would have to demonstrate. I was like, well, why wouldn't we pick that? But I see. We would have to demonstrate the bead cheating. Yeah. I don't want to do that. No. Yeah. That's fine. Let's let him dictate the content. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Dustin says, my guys. Well, I don't like Facebook. Would you rather have every NFL game take place in London at 8 a.m. or every OSU football game take place Saturday at midnight, but you don't have to host the postgame show? Why well, don't do that I'd now? Rather, I'd rather but... have every uh, every NFL game at 8 a.m. Me too. I, I would prefer that. Oh. I love morning sports. Love it. Get up in the morning, enjoy your sports, and then go about the, the rest of your day. What's wrong with that? That's awesome. Uh, Colin says, my guys. I'm not quite sure why I'm here or what I'm doing. He says, this one's for me. Would you rather have T-Bone narrate your life using his wonderful metaphors and analogies? That's great, yeah. Or have Lori Schmidt drive you everywhere you have to go while Leanna blasts Bjork while riding in the back seat? Well, one of those is annoying you. <laughs> You're annoying. I got the it. The other one, I could... I will probably die because Lori's the worst driver of all the all time. So I as think, annoying as it would be to hear you all the time, that's what I'm picking. You would enjoy though dying if you had to listen to Bjork all the time, right? I mean, that yes. would you would be like welcoming that if that happened. Uh, Eye Butt says, "My guys, I want to kiss you." Would you rather have Chris Spielman as your personal trainer, or or have Philip Rivers as your live-in au pair? I got to be honest. I've heard the term au pair. It's like a nanny type thing. I know. Thing. I, I, I never fully understood what it meant. Yeah, I get to live with you. Nah. I help raise your, kids, your children. That's okay. I'll cook no, meals thanks. and write, I'll wipe your culo. I don't mind if Chris Spielman yells at me and tells me I suck at working out because I know that's all true. That's fine. I could deal with that. That's because you've never had to. I'll, I'll live with Philip Rivers. No, no, no. I've been yelled at by Spiels. I've had that experience. I just... It's okay. I'd rather do that than deal with Philip Rivers. Copper Dong says, my guys. W-B-L-A. 
Would you rather have the following once a year randomly for the rest of your life? A spider crawls on oh, your ass oh, oh, from no. inside the bowl oh, no. while on the toilet. Oh, no. Or you spend one day, 24 hours, oh, no. locked in a room completely filled with spiders. The spiders in both cases aren't deadly. All right, then I'll just do once a year. God. See, th- th- I choose that too. Because if I didn't do the once a year locked in a room with the spiders, I'd never be able to sit on the toilet and have any peace. Oh, no, 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 Because no, I would no, think no, no, every no, no. single time I sat on the toilet, Sorry. is this going to be the time the spider comes? No, no, no. I would just get used to the spider crawling on my ass. Sorry. I'm not sitting in a room oh, no. for 24 I would do hours it. I would do spiders? it for one day. Then it's done. Then it's done. You, you know that it's not coming for you. I thought it was either... Okay, whatever. I didn't know if it was once a year. So this is just a one-time 24 hours and you're done. Yeah. That's okay. That's I. You know what? I, I, I changed my mind then. I would do the 24 hours and just live to tell the tale, hopefully. Uh, not Joe Germain says, my guys. Ah, ah, ah. Would you rather Cajun rice came back and was always available at Popeye's, <laughs> but your woodpecker <laughs> never left? Or Cajun rice stayed gone forever, but you never have to worry about a woodpecker ever again? Mm, that's a good one. If you would have asked me this three months ago, I would have easily answered, I don't care, woodpecker, I'll take the Cajun rice. I hate the woodpecker so much, I'm willing to give up Cajun rice to never have to deal with a woodpecker again. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't blame you. Obviously, you're the one in that situation, not me. But uh, I just, I like that we're getting a lot of woodpecker talk on the show. I'm glad about that. Swingpin says, my guys. <laughs> would you rather have to compete in weekly chess tournaments until you win one? Performance-enhancing beads are permitted. Oh, oh, okay. Or have to play goalie for the Jackets every game until you win oh, one. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I think it would be really moving to play goalie for the Jackets. I know I'd get pelted. I'd get beaten up. I'd get all kinds of stuff. But you'd never win, though. No, I wouldn't win. But maybe on the off chance the Jackets just... You know that they've done that before with guys who are backup goaltenders, not backup goaltenders, the the emergency goaltenders. Yes, but those are those people are, who I know are still goaltenders. They're guys who played goalie their entire lives and they just never made it to the. I like pros. how you're comparing yourself to Juan I'm Pablo not. Montoya. No, Al Montoya. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Al Montoya wasn't an emergency goaltender, but fine, whatever. We're splitting hairs. Point is, I'd love to see the Jackets like pull together for a couple games to try to win one for me. No. And then I'd, after I'd that, the they'd, murder, they'd murder me dead and be like, this guy sucks. We hate him. Uh, Nikki says, would you rather OSU swap stadiums, colors, and fight song with Michigan Ugh. or stay in the shoe and keep the rest but never rank higher than 11? God. Well, I mean, it's not Ohio State then if they're playing all the other stuff, right? I mean, if, so the, so they play well, yeah, it. Right, then you're just rooting for Michigan then. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'd, I'd root for Ohio State and just have to find other ways to enjoy the games. Then, oh, man, can we win the national championship this year? It'd be like, hey, Purdue's coming up. Yeah, that'll be a good game. Let's play that game again. Brad Trick says, my guys. Oh, yes. Would you rather have to sound like the queen for the rest of your life or dead Paul Harvey for the rest of your life? Well, only one of us does each of those voices, but I'd vote for you to sound like the queen. I think that'd well, be fun. of course fun. you would. And yeah, what would you pick? You have I, to actually I'd do pick the voice. Dead Paul Harvey too, even though I don't do Paul, just because it's it's less distracting when you're like, oh, hello. At least that sounds like a regular 
just a weird guy, but still a guy. If I'm in every situation, like I'm at a checkout counter. Yeah. Excuse me. Whoa. The May queen. I please have... That doesn't sound like the queen. Did you put some... Are you trying to force the queen you... upon us? Well, you know, I'm not... I'm not... You're not conjuring the queen no, here. No, see, I'm trying to be the queen, but I can't really be her wow. unless she possesses I me. Did, you know what? I didn't believe this until just now, but now I actually believe she does possess you. thought you. I was making it up. I thought... I believe she possesses you now. Yep. Uh, the CJ Beat Hard and Jizz Horn Camp Nature Show <laughs> says, My exquisite gentle fellows. And he gets stoned. That's a great name. Would you rather all sports that have grass become turf, or would you rather all teams do alternate uniforms every game? Oh, um, I, you know what? I, I don't care as much about uniforms. Alternate uniforms all the time, fine. I want, I want real grass. I care about that more. Yeah, but would you enjoy it if everybody looked stupid all the time? I'd get used to it. All right. You know me. I like gaudy, weird clothes. I like different. I like new. I'd be fine with that. All right, we're out of time. Pick a winner. Uh, I'm going to go with, I liked not Joe Germain's Cajun rice versus woodpecker thing. So I'm going with that one. I thought that was really good. Twitters and twatters. Thank you, Tress. Mm-hmm. Not Joe Germain gets a $50 gift card to Pecan Pennies. Pecan Pennies, your downtown home for barbecue, happy hour, and football. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident on I-71 northbound before 670. It is blocking the left side. Still working to get this one clear. Please use caution over here in the meantime. You also find some slowdowns on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. Traffic is backed up there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Buckeyes Show, coming up at the top of the hour, the fine host of the Buckeyes Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys, Bone Man, big night, big Thursday night are coming up. Oh, huge. Gonna be good. Huge. We were just having a conversation with uh, T-Bone during the break, (laughs) where he just blew our minds. I did. He really, it was an explosion. It was an explosion. It was an explosion of minds. I was explaining to you a show that I've been watching called The Boys, that I was talking with Matty Hayes. Matty Ice is all in this show. He has seen every episode. He says one of the best shows he's ever seen. Better than Game of Thrones? I don't know about that. Because I know he's obsessed with Game of Thrones. He's waiting for me to finish this show so we can discuss the end of, like, season three has happened. I'm not there yet. I'm I'm just getting through season three. I'm only a couple episodes in. And so, like, we were talking about in the office. I think Reeser is watching it. Hmm. This is not a DC or a Marvel thing, huh? No, it was, I don't believe, I don't know if it was either of those universes, but it's just, it was but a comic, it was a comic book. It was a comic book. It's about superheroes who like live in the real world and what would that be like? And I enjoy it anyway. But every time I bring up a little bit of it, I just, cause I have the reputation around here about having a weak stomach, rightfully so. 
I don't do gore. I don't do violence. I don't do horror movies, things like that. And yet I am watching perhaps the grossest, most disgusting television show I have ever seen in my life, where every time I watch it, I'm like, that's more effed up than anything I've ever seen in my I'm, life. I'm sure there's there's nuance to this show that you're not passing along to me. but I'm not. You've told me a lot about this show. <laughs> None of it seems good. <laughs> I don't know why you want to watch it. I'm never going to watch it. The story you is can inc- spoil it the all you want inc- for me. The story is incredible. Okay. I'm not going to spoil anything on the that, air here. I, you, know, you almost make it out like you're watching it for the shock value. Of it. No, 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 and no. And this is on it's, Amazon Prime? It's on Prime, Prime Video. Prime Video. How dare you? So if you get yeah. bored of the football game tonight, <laughs> right? just flip this mean, one on. I, I sure I hope I have, tonight I'm not, I have done that. I, I've I, watched this because I've been like, this game sucks, and then I've watched and flipped over to that. It's good. I, I hope I'm not flipping back and forth between high yep. definition and standard definition all oh, night long. I'm, yeah, like, I'm not going to watch it then. Or I will be watching the boys. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why they, have, they, why they can't get the streaming sorted out on that, but hopefully that's a we're new to this thing as opposed to we're not ever going to get this right thing. Let's we're hopefully they n- were nudists. No, new to this. Oh, Amazon prime video is new to I'm hosting. A a li- What's going it? on, Al? Boy, my face is smooth. You know what? That actually does track. <laughs> that tracks a hundred percent. Now that you say that I could <laughs> see that happening. Right? Yeah. Smooth <laughs> face. I don't, it's not the only thing that's smooth, Mike. I don't know why. I don't think I've heard your, your Herbie before. Hey, I, You've yeah. never you heard of his Herbie? I don't know. It's not I've, a good Herbie. I don't know if I've ever been in here when you actually did Herbie. I waxed my pubes. <laughs> What's coming up on the Buckeye Show? Uh, we'll actually talk a little bit about the Thursday nighter in the 7 o'clock hour. Ohio State basketball practice got going. The season is near. Ryan Day had his radio show. Some comments from that. And, Bone, we're going to try to give the people... We, we're, we won't try. We will. The five best players on this Ohio State football team right now. All right. Sounds good. CJ is on the list. CJ so is leads the list. Cade Stover. Little thing called. Oh, well, I'm, I'm giving you, you my list. Let me we'll tell see. you right so now. Is Mayan Williams. If there's no chop on this list, then the list is void and invalid. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Chop is on the list. They're renaming Urban Meyer's Chop House to that. Just Mayan Williams Chop House. It's Chop Time everywhere. Chop Time. Let's go. Tomahawk Chop in the ace. Make him the starter. Whatever. I don't care if he's a starter or whatever. Just give him the football because he's awesome. Buckeye Show, top of the hour. Mm -hmm. Right here on the fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, we talked about Aaron Judge's 61st home run of the season, which, of course, tied him for the American League record with Roger Maris. I haven't heard that. Is that the real record or is there another record? No, it's the American League record. Okay. That's all. All It's just the American League. I understand. League that has a lot of history. Only other guy to do it was Roger Maris. So, we'll see if he hits 62. However, there was, of course, a big contingent of people sitting out in left field hoping they would be the ones to catch number 61 or 62. One dude had it in his glove. Well, we found out who that one dude is. That one dude's name is Frankie Lasagna. Oh, Frankie. I'm not making this up. That's his real name. It says... Frankie Lasagna. It says... Now... I don't his think his brother is Joey Bag of Donuts. Yes. It says Frankie Lasagna was the guy who reached over, had the glove out, the ball hit the glove, and he couldn't make the catch. 
They caught up with him. He said, I, I would never bring a glove other than this situation. I needed a bigger one. Uh, he also said, I would I should have had it. I needed a fishing net. I would have got it. No, it was in your glove. You missed it. Yes. Learn how um, to catch. I did see that. Uh, do you know the name of the guy who actually ended up with the ball in his hands after it left Reggie Aaron Judge's bat? Manicotti. No. Uh, bullpen <laughs> coach for the Blue Jays named Matt Bushman. Bushman, yeah. Sarah Walsh, you, the NFL reporter, is married to this guy. Yes, and she was tweeting out, like, does he not know that our house, we could have our house paid for? Why yeah. did he give the ball up? Do you know the other connection that we have here to the station? We're, like, two degrees separated from this dude. Who? What? Matt Bushman. From Bushman? Yeah. We have one degree of separation from him, actually. If you've ever talked to Jensen Lewis, they were college teammates. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Commodores. So he knows, he knows Bushman. He was tweeting about how... He and Bushman were buddies, and he was like, wow, my buddy ended up with the ball. So there you go. Kind of a cool thing. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Buckeye show coming up, top of the hour, 745. Jackets preseason action against the Blues. If you want to listen to the Bengals tonight, 1460 ESPN and the fans HD2. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on I-70 downtown split eastbound before US-23. Traffic is slow in this area. The crash is blocking the right lane, causing stop-and-go delays. Please be careful as things begin to build. About a 15-minute slowdown is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online. Fair, fast, and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. A Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit LindsayHonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.